Blog Talk Radio. Hey, Chiefs Kingdom, you gotta fight for your right! <laughs> and now, from the IMLD Home Studios, in its 11th season, you are listening to, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Now your host, Jay and Ray. Oh yeah, we are on. We are live. We think. We hope. And this time we mean it. We we think. We hope. We can only hope. You are listening live, we hope, to In Much Less Detail, the podcast here with you on a Friday night, January the 5th, 2024. Welcome to 2024, and let me be the last to wish you a happy new year. I'm Dre. He's Jay. We are happy to be here. We are so thankful that this hell site is back to working now. They finally took some of the money that we throw at them for the privilege of hosting this show, and they donated some of it to some 15-year-old junior engineers to get in there and finally fix what the hell is wrong with this site. And finally, our show is up and live and running the way it's supposed to run, at least, again, we, we think, we hope. Jay, I can only hope that everyone's not listening to classical music right now as I speak. That would be good. And, of course, our thinking here in doing this 10 p.m. Friday night show was we needed as many uh, bullets in the gun, so to speak, so we could just if – if this didn't work, we left ourselves plenty of opportunity between now and Sunday morning to actually get a show in. And, hey, first time's the charm. We get to do this. Uh, I've got the coin right here, our official in much less detail coin. Uh, which this year right. is one of my son's Pokemon coins. <laughs> in hey, honor of my it, son. Keep it all in the family. All right. Keeping it in the family, a little cross promotion. Uh, so I've got that sitting right here on the desk. It's nice and light and plastic, too, so you're not going to have to hear the coin go clunking all over the place <laughs> or me chasing after it. So it's a nice big coin and very clearly marked heads and tails. So, uh, you know, I'm getting old, so I, I need that. So I'm, you know, my last day before I catch up to you. Um, right. Yeah, even though I'll never truly catch up, but well, I get to enjoy one last day here of uh, not being old like you. Right, respect your elders. That's right. Uh, our, our football party is in full effect tonight. <laughs> the two-hour big show, we get the recap, you know how we do it, the best and the worst of week 17 in the NFL before we get you ready, making all of our picks for week 18, as Jay already Explained, he's got the coin ready because, as is a long, long tradition here at IMLD, week 18 is such a coin flip that we literally flip a coin for every game and see how we do against the coin. Usually we get our ass kicked. Well, every now and then we actually do better than the coin, uh, but it, it, it's more of a coin flip this year, I think, than ever before, Jay, with all the load management, with all the teams just benching 
starters left and right just not going to play, just not going to play, not even yeah. pretending like they're going to play uh, a half or something like that. Just, nope, ruled out, all, just already ruled out. Uh, so it's a lot of that going on, um, and we'll get to all of that when we make our picks for uh, for Week 18. Did that make it uh, more difficult for you to, to get your picks uh, than normal? I'm jinxing myself right now, so I know I'm going to just have an absolutely terrible Week 18. <laughs> but I felt pretty good making this round of picks, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we aren't dealing with a lot of the, you know, will they or won't they starters. And we also don't have a lot of games or situations where an early result negates a later result. So you make a pick for a game and then an early result happens and then nobody plays in the afternoon. So they've done a good job of spacing that out this year um, where, you know, a lot of the teams that are playing for something are playing early. Um, And then, a lot of the stuff that's going to end up kind of coming out in the wash is going to end up coming out in the afternoon slate. So I know I'm completely jinxing myself when I say I actually did not struggle that badly with, with this week 18, like I usually do. Wow. Okay. I know. Um, I know. I'm just, you know, it's, I just sunk myself. I, well, I don't know. I, I struggled a lot, but I don't know what that means. I, I've been, I've been struggling lately with my picks. So uh, especially with my locks. Uh, but last week with my picks overall, you got the best of me. You finally uh, decided to break the tie. You were sick of tying me every single week, yeah. Uh, three weeks in a row, so you just blew me away. Last week you got three games on me. You went uh, ten and six against the spread, and I went seven and nine uh, for the season. That leaves you only three games off the pace. It's been a long struggle and a long climb, but here you are in striking distance as the last week of the regular season comes towards us. Uh, so I'm at 124 and 122 for the season, and you're at 121 and 125. Hard to get much closer than that. Uh, in addition, you uh, – We both lost our locks. <laughs> oh, okay. I was looking for your successful yeah. lock, but it, it wasn't there because it was not. So it was, you were successful the week before to even our locks at nine. Yes. We are both still even on locks at nine because we both lost uh, our locks. Uh, and we didn't crap although on our you, blocks. You, although you did manage in spectacular fashion again. Listen, when I lose, <laughs> I lose. Go I don't leave any doubt. Home. That's right. <laughs> You're I don't leave any score. doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Second time in three weeks that my lock got shut out. <laughs> my lock tried not to score, but they they got some garbage <laughs> time. So at least I had that. Um no, we don't. We don't get extra points for the quality of our locks. Um, but yeah, yeah uh, we're tied. So yeah, we're only three games apart going into week eighteen. And I, I completely struggled, especially after that run of weeks where you ended up running out to that ten-game lead on me um, after I got back from Florida. But I clamped it down, put together, you know, either either these last what six weeks it's either been ties or me just slowly chipping away so here we are uh primed for the playoffs but man week 18 can it can wreck some things we've had that happen in the past too absolutely it's it's always a a coin flip and that's why we literally flip a coin yeah Uh, yeah i'm looking back at your uh your your record you haven't had a week under 500 in a long time uh we got to go back to Week nine when you were six and eight, 
you've been 500 or better uh, ever since then. So that's a, that's a long climb. That's the climb from 20 games under 500 for you at that point. You were, wow. uh, you're, you're sniffing some Mariotti for a while. Oh. there. <laughs> Nobody ever wants to sniff some Mariotti. No. Um, and you've climbed all the way back to now two games, uh, four games are four games. Uh, below 500 from back from 20 below. So that is uh, one hell of a climb by, uh, by you uh, out of the gutter um, and looking around near 500 where I've been hovering all season. So, right. So it's uh, not that, it's not that you got worse. I just got better. You you got much better. Yeah. All credit to you. Absolutely. So here, uh, here we go. So maybe that's with, why I've got the con- the false confidence going into week 18. <laughs> if you, just when you think, you know, you get a week like this and it just completely wrecks you. So, yeah, but Hey, we're here to talk about the past. We are at, at least for the first hour, hour or so. Um, so now that you have uh, officially <laughs> defeated me, we don't have to worry about who was, you know, we had to go all the way greedy. back. I was getting greedy last <laughs> week because there was a pathway to me coming all the way back. Um, uh. Uh, Cause I was racking up wins early like crazy and then you got those last couple it was like oh it's like just ah the packers thank, got me and, thank goodness for the yeah. steelers and the packers yes man yeah <laughs> but that's okay i don't, don't want to be greedy all right i was happy to any, any week where one of us can can pick up three on the other because uh, they're rare um i'll take it indeed so let's go and recap and see what happened in week 17, uh, by virtue of you actually beating me, you get the honors to tell us all, Jay, what do you say is the best? Who was him, I am, in week 17 in the NFL? Who do you think you are, I am? Boy, I don't hate to repeat myself here, but it's Groundhog Day again. <laughs> and it's the Baltimore Ravens again. Uh, two weeks in a row, we said it, they did it, the Niners, and then they destroy the Dolphins. Uh, that's in spectacular fashion. 50, oh my God, 56 to 19. Who do you think you are? I am. Yeah, you got to give I'm them just another throwing one. throwing it in now. So, uh, yeah, okay. just because I got the same thing. So I yeah. might as well just five, do it now. Five touchdowns for Lamar Jackson, 321 yards on only 21 attempts. Uh, I, I know that's your favorite stat, but that's elite. Um, A lot of yards per attempt. Yes, uh, might be the first game I've ever seen where both quarterbacks that played for one team had a perfect quarterback rating um, <laughs> because Tyler Huntley came in and one for one for 19 and a touchdown. That gets you a perfect quarterback rating, too. Uh, so Lamar goes for five touchdowns. Tyler Huntley throws in one just 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 because uh, we talked about fins up, tits up. Oh, my God. Um, you didn't believe, but. Obviously, you recognize um, because that's also your best of the week. Yes, now I'll jump on the bandwagon and uh, name the Welcome. Ravens as my best Welcome. of the week. Yeah. yeah, you've already been there. You you did it last week. I'll give them their uh, flowers. There's eight flowers this week, uh, 56 to 19. Uh, and that's over the Dolphins, whose defense is not bad at all. But Lamar and his crew sliced them up like Ginsu knives. They made them look bad. Uh, fluid, almost effortless effort by Baltimore, uh, which is how Miami's offense is supposed to look, but that's how Baltimore's offense looks. It's weird how the tables can turn like that. 
so yeah, two games versus big time offenses, the two biggest offenses, the two toughest to defend as far as I'm concerned in the league in San Francisco and Miami. Um, and two games, Baltimore answers the challenge and takes it to the opponent, aggressive offense, going for it on fourth down, throwing long touchdowns, playing like their season was on the line. They were not passive at all. They were not waiting back to, to play out play out the game or get a feel for the opponent. They took it to them and said, we're taking this game and there's nothing you can do about it. And when Miami actually forced a turnover, uh, Baltimore took it right back. They, they did not panic. They just stuck to their, their guns and, and stuck to their game plans. Uh, Bradley Chubb blows out his knee at the end of the game, which really sucks mm. for Miami. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but but this day was about the top seed in the AFC, which we thought was going to be Miami or Kansas City. But, nope, it's the Baltimore Ravens. And they took it. Nobody gave it to them. They absolutely took it. You talk about peaking at the right time, the Baltimore Ravens. They are the best. They are all him right now. Doesn't mean they're guaranteed to go through the AFC. Doesn't mean they're guaranteed to be the Super Bowl representative. But there's no doubt who the best team in football is right now. Um, and there's no doubt who, who's going to wind up winning the uh, the MVP MVP award. Uh, Lamar Jackson right. put his stamp yeah. on that. Uh, yes. Uh, no. And then it, buried within that game, you'll have uh, uh, two of the prettiest plays you'll ever see. We get a one-handed interception. Uh, I believe that mm. was by Roquan Smith. And then you turn yep. around, and then you get a one-handed touchdown catch and run from Isaiah Likely on the. I mean, on fourth down. Yeah. Which was just crazy, like fourth down from midfield. And it's like, ah, what the hell? Yeah, well, doesn't matter. We, we don't care. Yeah, we're just <laughs> better than you, and here we go. And that Man. ends up turning into a uh, yeah, 35-yard touchdown pass to Isaiah Likely. Uh, okay. I guess they didn't sure. want the field goal on fourth and seven. You know, got Justin Tucker. I mean, he's got the leg, but no, they they did that. That was right before halftime, and uh, it yeah, it was game over at that point, and and th- that was coming off of not that uh, long before that a 75-yard touchdown uh, pass to Zay Flowers. So yeah, all the credit to Baltimore. We talked about this sort of like stealth mode season that they've had, mm-hmm. where you know you had all of the talk about the Chiefs and all of their stuff going on and the struggles and Taylor Swift and all that nonsense, and then the Bills and their struggles, and they're sort of climbing the mountain back, trying to get into the playoffs. Uh, you know, even all the stuff with Cleveland and Joe Flacco and starting the four quarterbacks, but nobody was really talking about Baltimore. They're talking about them now. Yeah, the, the Ravens are like, yeah, we're here. We're, yeah. we're just over so here just minding our own business. All that goes on and happens. And, oh, yeah, there's the Baltimore Ravens at 13-3, and three, number one seed in the conference. Crazy. Yeah, uh, it completely takes – the the AFC by storm here and just and, and not in the quietest possible way and uh, yeah credit to to John Harbaugh and and that team uh, and, and and Lamar Jackson you know uh, doing it not just with his legs this year actually throwing the football and this is probably the first time I've ever said this but Lamar Jackson actually got better as the season went on which is usually the reverse right right usually he starts flashy and throws all the five touchdown games and then he wears out and he gets beat up and he makes runs he shouldn't make and then by the end of the season uh he's either falling apart like the the blues brothers car or uh tyler huntley's the starting quarterback because he got beat into a pulp 
So good for the Ravens. They look strong. They are correctly benching all of their key personnel this week. Um, so, hey, good for them. Uh, they are them. They are him. Who do you think you are? They are. I guess Todd Munkin was the, the, the correct answer at uh, OC. I, this is not a Greg Roman season for sure. They are not going the no. wrong way. They are ascending, not descending. So. Yeah. And that's with missing parts and, you know, getting players hurt. You you were worried about Keaton Mitchell getting hurt. Well, they didn't need him. Didn't need him. To, uh, what would they be doing with Mark Andrews on the other side uh, at tight end? Man. Him and Likely. Ooh. Yeah, they just keep finding these parts and making these. Yeah, and yeah. How do you, how do you have that happen? Where you have Mark Andrews goes down, and oh yeah, we've just got this uh, Isaiah Likely who, who turns out he's pretty good too. We've seen it though. We've every time he's gotten a flash, every time he's yeah. gotten a chance to show, it's like oh shit, he's he's pretty damn good himself. So uh, no surprise really. Uh, it's surprising, but it's not surprising, you know. We we always compliment the organization. Is Baltimore Ravens one of the best run, if not the best run, organizations uh, in football, and they've earned it. Uh, they're number one for a reason, and uh, good for them. If any team would have the uh, replacement for Mark Andrews ready, it would be them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so the worst uh, to you of Week 18. Boy, it, it, this was in a week of worsts. Um, <laughs> Take your pick. I. I, I I had an image in my mind, and that image never left my mind for being worst of the week. So I'm going to go all the way back to uh, Thursday night last week in the Jets-Cleveland mm. game uh, to the, what I could only describe as when I was watching it was Elijah Moore doing the thriller on the MetLife turf. Oh. Uh, and at, I, I mean, if you could – come on, close your eyes, play the replay. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> And he's just laying there and spasming after basically getting KTFO'd and getting his uh, his head basically dragged down into the turf. And then he flips over uh, and he's on his back. And yeah, I mean, he started doing the thriller. That's the only way I can describe it. Um, it was not a, a fun thing to see. I know I'm making a bit of a joke, but it was not uh, a positive well, we thing. we do. But that's what we do, um, you know. I'm sure Joe Buck was commenting about how cold it was in uh, <laughs> Cleveland, because uh, that was in Cleveland. That wasn't at MetLife, but still, uh, not a good look. Kind of a scary sight. Uh, another player, another bad injury. Somebody else getting, you know, KTFO'd in a game, um, and just yeah, that just that's that that creepy sight of him just laying there, kind of I don't know, looked like he was trying to zap lightning bolts out of his fingertips, just laying there. Uh, on the ground, and that was just that. That to me, that's worst of the week because that's that's legitimately like a scary thing, you know. That is uh, all these other things. I'm sure we'll talk about because I've got other. Thank God we have all these other categories. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but to me, yeah, that was one of those sights where it's just like, oh, yeah, that just it takes you out of the enjoyment of watching football for a little while. Um, and, and and you know, and especially in a game like that where you're appreciating what those two are doing specifically kind of like that Flacco Elijah Moore revenge game. And they're both playing exceptionally well against the jets at putting up all those points. And right in the middle of all that, you get a guy get his uh, head bounced off the turf and uh, starts having, you know, uncontrollable spasms because he's so concussed. So uh, that was my worst of the week. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Uh, reminded me a little bit of watching, uh, Keaton Mitchell, the aforementioned 
uh, running wild in that game that he happened to be uh, running wild and just crumple and just his knee just snaps and that's yep. the end of the season. Uh, yeah, it just makes you kind of nauseous and like, oh man, because you know, like you said, it reminds you of how gruesome and, and violent this sport can be um, in all of its beauty. Uh, yeah, that was a, that was an ugly game in in several ways, and, you know, that and just the effort. The lack of effort being given by the Jets' so defense, who did not want to be there. Did I see some quotes there? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that Boston Jets defense quotes. goes out and lets Jer- Joe Flacco air them out for 37 mm-hmm. points. And you can't be blamed for thinking that it was at the Meadowlands because it's usually at the Meadowlands where somebody loses their life or comes close to yeah. losing their life. That's the so. image that I kept having was that, well, you know, it's that light. No, I was like, no, no, that was incredible. No. Um, no. Can't blame them well, this you know, time. And, and and it was cold. It must have been cold down on that field. That's, that's what Joe Buck says. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, you, it's really does always seem to happen up there in, in Jersey, but but not this time. Yeah, that was that was very bad. Uh, the worst to me, like uh, like we said, there, there's our picks that uh, we have our choice. We have our diff- different things oh, yeah. we can pick from as the, the worst. is board of the worst this week. <sighs> I will. And it seems small, to, you know, to a lot of people maybe, but not to me. It, it struck me as the worst this week is uh, Panthers asshole owner David Tepper. Yeah. Um, you know, already separated from the people uh, up in his uh, private box down there in Jacksonville. Besides, he can't handle the heckling from the fans below him down there as his team is getting embarrassed by the Jaguars. So he decides to take a drink and throw it down on them. Yeah. Really? That that's your response? You're up. You're already up there. You know, in the heavens, with all where the you know only the ultra rich can sit. You're a billionaire. You're a billionaire. All these people are doing are, are whatever they could possibly say, whatever they could possibly be doing to you is absolutely meaningless. You're gonna turn around and get in your private jet and go back home afterwards. There's no reason to sit there and throw a drink on them as if you're so high and mighty that you can do that and, and walk away with, you know, with no consequences. And he kind of had no consequences when you think about getting fined $300,000, which is 0.0 something percent of his uh, actual worth. Uh, but you hear about, you know, the term punching down. This is the epitome of it. Why are you throwing drinks on people for heckling yeah. you? What are, what are you Paris Hilton or something? What the fuck's wrong with you? Uh <laughs> This is worse to me than you hear me talking about Stephen Curry firing his mouthpiece into the stands. Yeah. Uh, this is worse because Tepper's not a competitor. He's not having a, a conniption uh, in the middle of competing and, and, have, and throwing all of his passion into, uh, into what's going on on the field or on the court. He's just an owner. He's just sitting there watching his shitty-ass team have another shitty-ass game, and that's his reaction to throw a drink on other people uh, for, for heckling him about it. I, dude, you – Oh, that was that. That's the worst to me. I, I'm sorry. If it's small, it's fine, but it's the worst to me because it's just such a. The NFL owners are so insulated from reality as it yes. is. When you got one guy impregnating people down there in Dallas, you got another guy getting happy endings down there in in Tampa. Uh, who owns New England, but he got it in Tampa. Uh, all these owners have such a, a completely outsized. A, you know, a, opinion of themselves, and they're they're not really rooted in reality at all. And now here you got the. This is like a, a gateway to me. Like, what's next? If you can get away with throwing drinks on people because they're you know giving you shit in their stadium, you're in their house. By the way, you're not at home. 
you went down there to them and decided to throw a drink on them and then get on your plane and leave. Uh, what was, you know, what was next? What's to stop from, you know, Jerry Jones from spitting on somebody? What's, you know, what's to stop uh, somebody else from, from taking out their, their cock and pissing on somebody? There's no, you know, I, that's why it's the worst to me. Cause now you're crossing over into assault. Cause if somebody throws a drink at, at one of these NFL owners, that person's going to jail because because that's technically right. assault. But the owners can do that and get a three hundred thousand dollar fine and, and just you know that's something they can just write a check and throw that away and uh, it doesn't mean anything to me. So that, that to me was the worst because it's just like what are you doing? What how small of a person are you, man? Come on. Yeah, I'll say everything that you just said uh, except that was to me was my stupidest of the week. Uh, <laughs> okay. Was that owner because. That wasn't just the act of the owner taking out some frustration on a Jaguars fan as his team is getting embarrassed on the field again. I think this was like the season's worth or multiple. Like this is his entire ownership. Like he, you know, getting poured out onto those fans because that team has become a massive failure. They fired their coach. Uh, what, not even two-thirds of the way through his first year, their first-round number one pick that they traded everything for is garbage, and they don't have that pick next year. They locked up the number one pick for the Bears in that game. Um, And and, and so the cupboard's completely bare in Carolina. This guy makes – they've made horrible decisions, bad trades. They're getting embarrassed on the field, and the guy's obviously a, a red ass. So you have all of that together ends up costing them, yeah, three hundred thousand dollars. I, I heard on a one of the other yeah. podcasts I listened to that they heard somewhere else. So that was I'm, I'm third party sourcing this or uh, that that three hundred thousand dollars. If you made fifty thousand dollars a year, it's the equivalent of of us being fined a dollar nineteen. <laughs> not kidding. Based off of how much money this guy has, uh, yeah. so basically nothing. They, you know that that fine was nothing. Um, and that's all it's going to cost them. It's going to cost them just, you know, chump change. And, and who even knows where that money goes? That money's not going to go to the fans he threw the, the, the beer on. No. Um, right not, back to the good deal. Disappear. It'll just, yeah, it'll just disappear into some coffer somewhere mm-hmm. or go into the league, which doesn't need the money. So it's all just, you know, it's all a circle jerk. So, yeah, exactly. that was to me was the dumbest of the week uh, was him and letting his, uh, showing his ass like that. And, uh, but yeah, season's culmination of uh, of embarrassment and frustration. So sort of that that lifetime achievement award for for David Tepper because that Carolina organization with the, man, how have they fallen? I mean, we, I, it's it's bad, and it's not going to get better. What's their no? You know what's what? What are they going to do? Improving the draft? Uh, oops. <laughs> uh, get a new owner who. Uh... Uh, doesn't fire yeah. coaches every three months or whatever. Uh, <laughs> oh, so, yes, that was my dumbest of the week. That's not the Jaguars fans' fault for that you can't hire a coach, that you can't keep a coach. It's not the Jaguars fans' fault that yeah. you traded uh, your entire draft to, to draft apparently the wrong quarterback. And I know it's only one year, but it sure doesn't look like the right decision right now. Uh, no. That's, how do you blame the fans for all of that? That's all you, pal. That's you should throw yeah. a drink in the mirror because that's who did all of that, not the and fans. And you lost, and you get, and you beat, and you got beat twenty-six to nothing by an eminently <laughs> beatable team, by, yeah. by 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 a team that was in free fall and reeling. 
I mean, uh, well, yeah. But 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 I locked them, so that's the only. That's what broke the uh, the streak. That's what got the Jaguars out of the the ruts. <laughs> I locked against them. <laughs> they so, saw me. that, and uh, you gave them some billboard material. Yeah, Tepper should throw the drink at me because apparently I'm the I'm the reason that happened. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so you did your uh, dumbest. Uh, so now you get to do your smartest. Uh boy. Uh, yeah, it's uh, sort of Ravens Palooza this week. So <laughs> the Jets uh, decide that they're done, and they've had a disgruntled Dalvin Cook for the majority of the season, and 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 most. <laughs> Most reasonably so, because Brees Hall, superior talent. I believe Dalvin Cook was only brought in uh, probably at Aaron Rodgers' behest. Um, that that sort of feeling, I never never was said, but I kind of always got that vibe that this was a Rodgers guy, that they brought him in, uh, another veteran guy, you know, even though Brees Hall was clearly the future, and he played that way, and Dalvin Cook got to ride the pine, so... Boy, who needs a fresh running back right now? Oh, boy, yes, it's the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Boy, they're getting some very fresh Delvin Cook legs going into the playoffs, especially after the loss of Keaton Mitchell. And we know what what Gus Edwards is, right? He's just that. He's He's the the bowling ball at the the goal line. Yeah, he's the battering ram. So they get Delvin Cook with uh, very low miles for this season to come in and see how they're able to work him in here through if they play. I don't know if he's going to play it all this week, uh, but they've got two weeks then with the bye to get him up to speed. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if we get to division round and Baltimore's got some packages or some plays uh, set up for Dalvin Cook. This, this was not a, well, let's just see kind of signing. This was somebody who I think will see some playing time in this, uh, in this run for them. So I'm going to say that, the uh, Jets and the Ravens are smart. The Jets were letting him go. They clearly had to cut bait. He cleared waivers because the contract was too big, and then the Ravens scooped him up because they are the best organization in football. Because <laughs> uh, that is uh, something that they that they would do. This is actually the type of move that Bill Belichick and the Patriots would have made back in their heyday. This Correct. they would put him right next to Tom Brady in the backfield, and he'd get like three touchdowns on. A yep. uh, wild card weekend over the Texans as the Patriots win forty nine to ten or something like that. Uh, but instead, it's the Ravens who who make the move. So yeah, it, it could be a, a smart move. I kind of I'll, I'll admit I rolled my eyes when I saw it because it's like, well, the Ravens are only doing that because Keaton Mitchell got hurt and they're desperate. Correct. Um, and it's not like Dalvin Cook was blowing the world on you know putting the world on fire. He's averaging three yards a carry this year. But but he's a pass catching back. Th- th- he he does catch passes yeah. uh, out of the backfield. Uh, they're probably not going to ask him in between the tackles for more than like five times a game. Right. Uh, so he doesn't, you know, they're not going to ask him to be the bell cow. Uh, Cause like you said, they got Gus Edwards to sledgehammer away. Um, so yeah. in 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 short spurts, yeah, we'll see if he's got something left and, and the, you know, if the, if it's going to work out, that's the way to do it uh, is, is uh, sparingly. Uh, so yeah, it right. very this well might a, be a very smart move. A low risk ad. Mm-hmm. Um, and good of the Jets, good on the Jets for letting them go, right? Yeah, there's no reason to hold on to them. You, you're doing, Correct. you're doing nothing. Exactly. <laughs> Unless you're gonna have some packages for Dalvin Cook in Week 18. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, my smartest of uh, Week 17. Uh, I, I do not know how Mike Tomlin does it, but yeah, I, I knew he was gonna do it. I don't know how. Uh, 17 years. Coaching the, the Steelers. 
<laughs> well, not that clap. Oh, please. We, we don't want that. Uh, but, yes. 17 years now, uh, over 500 every single year with a winning record. Uh, I was dumb not to lock it up, so I'll give my <laughs> smartest to Tomlin uh, and the dumbest yeah. to, to me, or I should have the dumbest. Uh, I, I don't know what he did or how he did it, but he got Najee Harris and Jalen Warren to run hard in the same game. He got George Pittman yep. to keep his ass focused on the game, on the task at hand. Um, and as a result, Pittsburgh knocks off Seattle to stay in the wild card hunt. You know, Mason Rudolph for MVP, Tomlin for coach of the year. Why not? We, we've had all sorts of other stupid hot takes this year, so why not uh, have those as well? Uh, but in, in all seriousness, uh, big effort by Harris and, and Pickens. Uh, beat Seattle, figure out how to play their best ball exactly when they need to, put themselves over 500, put themselves in position uh, for a wild card spot. Uh, it, it was, it's one of those years for them. They, they had some, uh, when you say ups and downs, like, at some point, Tomlin was thought to be like on the hot seat. Like they were yeah, like I mean, how many, thinking he was going to. How, how many like times over the last four or five years have we danced on his grave? Right. Oh, they're not listening to him. It's over. They got to get rid right. of him. And here they come again. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow, some way, he, he figures it out. So I, I'm giving him my smartest, even though I, I have no damn idea how he's doing it. But he, he found a way to motivate those those same guys, those same Najee Harris looking like absolute ass for most of the mm-hmm. year. Now just comes up and, and is breaking tackles and busting through and refusing to go down. George Pickens looking like the biggest asshole, just refusing to block, trying to protect himself, uh, looking the other way when balls are being fumbled and not giving a damn about anything, just being frustrated. That guy, now that guy yeah. just running up and down the field uh, and Mason Rudolph just bombs away with him. I don't know how he did it. I don't know how the Steelers have done it. But once again, there they are, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Mike Tomlin, my, my smartest of the week. Yeah, knocking on the door of the playoffs. Things, you know, they, they win, and things go their way. Yeah, things could go their way, and now we can see Pittsburgh in the playoffs. doesn't mean they're going to go anywhere, but, hey, that's quite the accomplishment after we figured they were on, on track to win, like, five games this year. Yeah, a whole lot of people didn't think they would get anywhere near the playoffs this year. No. And they went through that stretch where they were winning games like the Eagles were winning games, you know, where you're just looking at it like, oh, okay, yeah, you won, but uh, uh, no, no, I don't want any of that. And, you know, the last couple of weeks, they've actually won, like, legit. <laughs> Damn right. Like, no doubters. Go figure, that team. Uh, you gave your dumbest already. It is now on me for my dumbest of weeks. No, 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 no. Hey, Dan Campbell, Lunkhead. Hey, dude, it's okay to go for the tie. It's okay. Yeah. At some point, Pride clearly got in his way, and he decided he was going for two, even if the Lions got pushed back to midfield. He was going for two on that play. Of course, Detroit got a touchdown against Dallas with 23 seconds left. The pull within one point, Campbell says, go for two to win the game, which is completely understandable. And then all the controversy breaks down, which I'm sure you have an award for it somewhere. But left tackle, Taylor Decker, sneaks out, catches a two-point conversion, except, unfortunately, referee Brad Allen did the see-no-evil, hear-no-evil thing. He said, oh, I didn't see him report. I didn't hear him report as eligible. It's, it's not, it, it doesn't count. We're, we're throwing a penalty. 
and pushed them back. So at that point, you pushed the Lions back to the seven-yard line on the five-yard penalty. Oh, you, you tried your trick play. It, it, it didn't work as unfair as it seems. Now you got to, you know, okay, throw your hands up and send the extra point out and, and take the tie and play for overtime. Nope. Dan Campbell says, uh-uh. I'm not going to go for that. I'm, we're going for the win. We did not come here to tie. We're going for it even though we're at the seven damn yard line, which everybody knew it wasn't going to work. Uh, there was another penalty, I believe, to move them a little closer. It was a defensive penalty. So yeah, it was an offsides on Dallas. So it's like they, 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 they didn't get it, then they got pushed back, then they got pushed a little bit forward. But, yeah, the, the moral of the story is Dan Campbell was going for it come hell or high water. That was it. No matter what, he was going for that, too. Dude, it's okay. You can go for one. Yeah. It's all right. That was my dumbest. It's okay to gamble, right? Don't, but that's balls of Staley time. And, and that, that's, <laughs> that, that doesn't, that doesn't, I'm never letting that go. I have as much as, <laughs> you know, guy. Brandon Staley may be gone, but the balls of Staley will remain. Um, Live on forever. They will live on forever. Uh, their heart will go on. Their, their balls <laughs> will go on. Um, yeah, no, you, you, Sometimes you can be smarter than you need to be, and nothing was wrong with kicking the extra point and taking that team to overtime, especially in that situation. This wasn't a meaningless game. This was playoff seeding potentially at stake, and now you are behind Dallas, and Dallas wins. Right, You had the two seed still in your hand, and now you don't. Now you can still get there, but you need a lot of help. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, that wasn't very smart. I, I'll agree with you on that. Uh, huge controversy. The league should maybe uh, you know give them the win anyway or so. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm, I'm joking. That'll but, never happen. That, that I happen. know. I know. But but clearly, that's there's something that's got to change with that situation where the guy obviously runs in and reports as eligible, but because yes. the ref is looking at somebody else, like it, that that opens you yourself up for like corruption is it like if i don't want to see you reporters other well i can just look at some some pussy in the crowd and go "Ooh, look at that hot piece of that wow look at those tits i can do what i did when i was in high school yeah uh, sorry i didn't see you i, I was looking at the the girl in the stands so I, I, yeah that's just uh i don't know what's going to change as far as that goes but something's got to change because they, they can't keep doing it like that and, and because of that i don't have a whole lot extra to add to that but joe does uh-oh for the refs struggling yes what i for report gate um the whole situation i i don't care if they ran players up there to confuse somebody or whatever you clearly see on the replays jared goff sends decker to the ref you see decker go to the ref and report and the ref acknowledges him then they announce the wrong number as eligible <laughs> So it's not 68, it's 70 they announce as eligible. So the ref announces 70, the wrong guy, as eligible. So who do the Cowboys cover on that play? They cover 70. So they didn't cover Decker because he wasn't announced as eligible. eligible. So Correct. So as much as we want to say, well, controversy, no, the, the, the Cowboys played the way that it was playing to them. They played it straight up. 
they covered the guy who was supposed to be the eligible guy, which is partially the reason why Decker was so wide open because <laughs> the refs didn't report the right guy. The whole thing's a screw up. Again, your boy Campbell here, trying to be the smartest guy in the room, sends three players running up to the ref to to try, and they said that they were trying to do this whole you know confusion thing. Uh, they confused yeah. him, all right. They confused him so much that they report, you know, they, they, he gets two guys in his face. He says the wrong number. It, it, yeah. It, it got Brad Allen and his crew cut out of the playoffs, uh, <laughs> but it let, it did get them tomorrow night's Pittsburgh Baltimore game. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so thankfully, we'll see thankfully if, for the Ravens, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, but we'll see if there's any shenanigans. Uh, yeah. Or craziness going on in that game for a game that Pittsburgh desperately needs. Um, We'll see. Um, and there's uh, some weather likely for that game. So it's going to be uh, crazy. Yep. You know, you've got that crew. You've got weather. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's going to be a fun Saturday night. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. Keep, yeah Joe, keep your eye on that game. The refs and Joe, is, yeah, they are struggling. That's a that's a weird thing, man, to have three guys running up to you, but two of them are saying nothing and like pantomiming at you and you're supposed yeah. to pay attention with, with the you know loudness of a hundred thousand people down there in Jerry world. Uh, you're supposed to make sure you're paying attention to the one guy talking to you, even though there's three guys surrounding you. That that's, that's crazy. It's not easy. Uh, I know I'll tell you the note that's going to come down for the league or the rule that's going to get put in by the competition committee is you can't send three guys. You can <laughs> send the guy to the ref who's reporting as eligible. That's it. Uh, then that takes away the element of surprise uh, for the for the defense. So they're they're all going to know. Right, but they announce it. They announce it over the speaker. Yeah. That, somebody but, just reported in as eligible. So yeah, I, I get it, but in this case, the you get the the balls of Staley with them going for it no matter what, combined with tr- tricking the refs and, and they tricked themselves out of it. So that's the whole thing was a mess. Uh, it was struggling all around. There's a lot of struggling going on. Yeah, there was a lot of struggling. The only, the only, shockingly, the only team not struggling in that spot was the Cowboys. They did nothing wrong. Uh, they played yeah. it the way it was drawn up to them. They, they, they okay, you're gonna have you, 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 and you, and that guy's eligible. Okay, we'll cover him. <laughs> and they did. Right. Yeah. And yeah, then they the... the second time legitimately too, even though that was just a horrible underthrow by Jared Goff. Right. Yeah. But. Again, shouldn't have been throwing it anyway because you're far back now. You're not at the two. You're not at the one. Just go ahead and take the extra point, man. So I'm wondering, though, because of the penalty, would that have made it a five-yard extra kick? The extra point would have been the – right, instead of a 33-yard, it would have been a 38-yard. 38-yard extra point. That's not a gimme. It better be in this day and age, 38 have you yards. Seen how many extra points have been getting missed this year? Yeah, but you have you seen how many kickers have been bombing it from 50, like, oh, with I regularity? Know. I mean, that's Matt Prater, right? Is that Matt Prater? <laughs> Who is their kicker? I have no – no, Matt Prater's in Arizona. Who's the uh, – I, I can't uh, keep my kickers together anymore. Yeah, no, that, we're, that's another sign of our age. We can't God, keep Mason up with Crosby kickers. Crosby came out of his grave <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. That's right. Yeah, I have no idea who the Lions kicker is, but uh, yeah. 
no kicker should be uh, scared at all of a 38 yard extra point. It's really not, uh, you know, I can't do it, but they should absolutely be able to do it. It's Michael uh, Badgley. Okay. Ah, there you go. Yeah, that's, that's, he's not terrible. I don't, I don't think. No. Uh, so you want to, you want me to do my uh, struggling, or you want to keep going with your, uh, your surprise? Uh, yeah, we'll just keep going. Yeah, we'll just keep going, and when we get to that one, you can double up. So. All right, so that means you get your surprise now. Yeah, this one. Hey, what happened? Uh, man, you you want to talk about uh, most of the teams that controlled their own destiny last week? They handled their business, right? The Bills, the Jags, uh, God, there was. Uh, the Steelers, you know, yeah, the Packers, a lot of these, you know who didn't? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. Oh, man, that was a surprise. I did not expect them in that situation to have the Saints show up and turn them over four times. Uh, a complete implosion at home by Tampa. In the Nobody wants to win the NFC South. <laughs> And that ends up going eventually to a 20 to nothing game uh, before Tampa finally started moving in garbage time. And, you know, and the stats were there, you know, Baker Mayfield threw for 300 yards, but that's all kind of glossing over the fact that when you're at home trying to clinch a playoff spot and against a division foe and you're minus four in the turnover battle, things are not going to go your way. No, they got, they got and, yeah, and for a team that's been playing so clean and, it, you know, offensively been doing things defensively, they're up there, right. they're, they're been fine, uh, but you can't go out and go minus four in the turnover battle <laughs> at home and expect to win the division. Their only sort of uh, requiem here is they get the Panthers this week. Yeah, uh I, I'd certainly I don't know watch. if that's in their mind. Like, oh, we could lose. The, yeah, we could this <laughs> one away because we got we got those guys next week. Yeah, I, I didn't really, I didn't watch a lot of this at all. Uh, but yeah, you get four balls, two bad ints by Baker, and two bad mm-hmm. fumbles. Uh, I, I kind of think it was just one of those days. Every team has you know a bad day here and there. Um, yeah, yeah, they just did. They did an opponent, right? They know you. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you get a. a you know, prohibitive favorite uh, horse uh, that just doesn't post, that just doesn't uh, get out of the gate and has a terrible race. And I think that's what the but the what the Buccaneers did against the, against the Saints. Uh, I don't think they were looking forward to the Panthers at all. I think they just had a, a really bad day. So. <laughs> but it's their sort of reward. <laughs> they get their, <laughs> you know, it's like okay, yeah. oh man, you get a reprieve. We, we didn't win the division, right? What do we get next week? Panthers. Okay, we're all right. <laughs> Everything should be okay. Now, if they lose to the Panthers, all yeah. bets are off. Yeah, that, that's, that would be a problem. The good news for me is I can't lock this game up because I <laughs> locked up the Bucks and lost. So, And you can't lock up the Panthers. <laughs> no, nor should I ever have locked up the Panthers. Uh, now, that doesn't mean you can't lock up their opponent. That's uh, true. I, I, so, I could. You could. We'll see. Uh, I, I'll tell you right now, if you looked at my uh, my 16 picks, You'd never guess my lock this week, so I might surprise you with my lock this week, or maybe I won't. Uh, the same lock. We're not going to have the same lock. I'm pretty sure. Um, but anything is possible this week. It's, it's such a crazy week uh, with all the yeah. teams that are benching people and all the 
And, and plus, is but the, you got all these teams bitchy people, and yet there's only two games on the whole schedule in which there's nothing on the line. There's only two games that's where every, that's what makes everyone's this one eliminated. So much different. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, the way they staggered the games, a lot of these teams that need to win and then get help, all the teams that need to win play earlier, it seems like, and then the help comes late. Mm. So they still have to take care of their business if they want to have a shot. So right. yeah, that's the way it, you're it's a very to do interesting it. week 18, the way they, they set up this schedule. Um, and I like that they did that, where it's all just TBD now, and I think the league is going that way so that you don't end up these sort of negative impact games where something happens at noon and then it makes the later afternoon game completely meaningless. Yeah, they're trying to avoid that if, if at all possible. And this right. year it happened to be possible they could set that up. So that, that's, that's a good thing. So I do like that. Um, so that was uh, my surprise. What, what surprised you? One of the more surprising favorites covering the number I've seen in a while, the Kansas City Chiefs did not at all play like a seven-point favorite. They trailed the Bengals most of the way, but they win and clinch the AFC West somehow. I was definitely surprised because I sat there and watched that old game. I, I, I did not see that coming at all, um, but but they did it. It wasn't pretty. Uh, there's more drops. There's more misplays, but Kansas City strings together enough points on field goals to, to cover the spread versus Cincinnati. They get some big plays through the air and some quarterback terrorizing by uh, – uh, Chris Jones um, and Casey's D is arguing with themselves down 10. So it was looking really bad. It was looking like they're in the middle of a complete implosion. It wasn't just Pat Mahomes uh, throwing up his hands going, I, there's nothing I can do. I don't know what's going on. It was now the defense was fighting with each other too. Um, it looked like they were headed for another demoralizing L and all of a sudden they just kind of turned it all around and then put enough points together and wound up not just winning, but covering that was hugely surprising to me. I don't know what that means, I'm certainly not declaring the Chiefs back because of that, uh, but they, they did it. That You can't take it away from them. you got to give them credit for doing it. It's just it, – it looked as ugly. That's one of the uglier-looking uh, eight-point victories yeah. you'll ever see. It was, yeah, it was, a, it was a home win against a team with a backup quarterback that's not playing for anything. I will, I'll still say color me unimpressed by the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. because they get down 17-7 to seven and then need six field goals <laughs> in a row from that point on. At that point when they got down 17-7, uh, to seven, that's, that's just not the Chiefs' game. Uh, you know, and it worked against an inferior opponent. They will not be facing inferior opponents from after this week on out. Uh, any whoever comes into their building, because there's very few uh, bad AFC playoff teams. Whoever comes into their building is, is going to have something for them. Uh, that's going to be a lot more than what Jake Browning and and the Cincinnati Bengals had for them. So uh, that's great. Good job, guys. <laughs> um, you did it. Can't take it away from you. You play in a craft division. Um, but, yeah, even though the Raiders were still technically barely hanging on those guys, uh, yeah, good for them. Yeah, Jamar Chase talking shit, trying to get at the Chiefs, and he, no, he didn't show up. No, uh, not at all. No. Yeah, what, if you wanted, was... They wanted to be salty or use this as some kind of a revenge game from the playoffs. Uh, you can't go into it without your – Horses. I mean, if that's Joe Burrow out there, maybe this is a different game. 
That's what but, I was saying uh, when we were picking the game. Like, he was talking shit as if he had yeah. Joe Burrow as his quarterback. Like, dude, right. you understand, we, you, Jake the, Browning's your guy. Did we have that or no? We did. We had we had the Chiefs okay. <laughs> minus six and a half, and, and I Woo. don't know how they did it, but they did. <laughs> you wiped that sweat right off the brow. Uh-huh. That, was, that, was, that was my biggest surprise of the week. I'm like, how did they, how did they win that covered, game and cover? How? We covered that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had to take every one I could get last week. Man, it was, it was, it was very rough for me. Uh, that brings us to your letdown. Uh, boy. We've been uh, stomping on these guys for a few weeks, but the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and and we, we just keep giving them rope. We're trying to save them. It's like we're trying to pull them up. Like, here's the rope. They just tie it around their necks and jump. I, I don't know what's going on with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, no, that's not what you do with the rope. Don't do that. Not a good idea. It doesn't work that way. Uh, no, uh, bad play calling, bad defense. The defense has just evaporated. I don't know what happened to yeah. that vaunted Philly defense. They give up 35 to the Arizona Cardinals. They can't get the first down at the end of the game off of some – I don't even know what the play call was on that final Philly drive where they do two quarterback sneaks and then a like a wildly – uh, unimpressive pass play, uh, it's just ugly. And it's like they're getting the tight sphincters. Teams are hanging around. No, and the, the, the key is that this nobody's afraid of these guys. It's like, okay, great, we'll let you have your tush push, you know. But you can't do that if you can't get down there. Mm-hmm. And that's nice, but that seems to be their most successful play. But that's it. Um, a lot of there's turmoil in the locker room. AJ Brown is starting to show you know some of the cracks there it's always the receivers right um he's unhappy or or, or they're calling each other out uh it's not looking like it did against a bad defense uh terrible offensive showing for them Jalen Hurts only goes for 167 uh they don't get much done on the ground just uninspired football and uh completely let themselves get run down by the Dallas Cowboys. And we talked about, you know, the pixie dust that they were playing with. It's all gone. Yeah. So all those wins. Feels like a long time ago. All those wins they were getting a month ago on, you Mm -hmm. know, bubblegum and bailing wire and just MacGyvering this shit. Now it's all gone. It's like, it it just completely flipped. And uh, the Eagles have been a massive letdown in the NFC. After that Super Bowl run playing one of the, you know, that offense playing at the level that it did in that Super Bowl, and then starting out hot this year, and then the cracks really started to show. And, and now this might be one of the weaker teams going into the playoffs, and they have 11 wins. <laughs> they they are not playing like they have 11 wins. They, they don't look like that team at all. Uh, they are a massive letdown because they are struggling. Man. <laughs> That defense is a hot mess. Man. I mean, you let Arizona rally from 15 down in the second half. 29 points by the Cards in the second half. The Cards, the Arizona Cardinals. What are you doing? Uh, the Eagles could not stop the the Cards from storming back. No matter how many kill shots Philly thought they dished out, Arizona ate them all and kept getting up, kept coming back. 
you know, ever since San Fran came into Philly and embarrassed them, everyone's been getting their licks. Everyone has been taking it out on Philly. Now the now you got to wonder, can we stop anybody? The Eagles got to be, you know, doubting themselves and asking themselves. Like you said, they're fighting with each other. They got, you know, internal struggles, which is not a surprise. Um, can you sink any farther? Then given twenty nine to Arizona in the second half, I, I, I guess Sean Desai is the DC. Uh, uh, that wasn't the problem, after all. I, I guess Magic Patricia uh, as the DC is not the uh, the magic pencil or the magic pen or whatever you want to call it. Uh, that that Kyler Murray spinning touchdown throw to uh, the James Conner that was uh, that was insane. But that's just that's the type of stuff that happens to you when you're struggling like that. Um, and Arizona never punted in the game. Again, that's the Man. Arizona Cardinals. That's not a in, great in a team game, at all. And that's that's the, in a game at home that you needed. Right. That, that's, that's the effort you, you turn in. Yeah. Two twenty-one on the ground and another two thirty in the air for the for the yeah. Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals, who, who strangely enough, they've beaten the Cowboys and the Eagles this year. And in completely different ways, because that that right. uh, Cowboys win was back when when uh, that was Josh you know, Dobbs when, when Pasternak was was roaming yeah. the earth. Yeah, uh, but they, I gotta say, for a four and twelve team, they're not going anywhere. But they look different with a healthy Kyler Murray. Uh, well, they should. He's a number one overall pick. He better be a, yeah. a difference maker, right? Well, yeah, they they love him like the Bears love just uh, Justin <laughs> Fields. I'm just saying, very similar stuff that you hear, you know, oh, this is, you know, is this it for Kyler? No, every game you give it to, you give him the weapons. He, he's okay. You know, he heard the call of duty. Ah, uh, I see what you did there. Thank you. <sighs> uh, that was my what struggling. Let, what let you down? What let me down? I, I'm, I'm letting myself down with these locks. God damn it. <laughs> I'm terrible. Three in a row. I've missed. Sure. And not just missed. But looked like a total jabroni. Yeah. Total. <laughs> you were up three on me, I believe, at one point in the locks. I locked the Jets at Miami. They lose 30 to nothing. I locked the Eagles to cover 13 and a half against the Giants. They almost lost the game. Uh, certainly yep. didn't cover the spread. They only won by eight. And then this one, locked the Panthers. The Panthers. That was more locking against the Jags than locking the Panthers. But right. either way. Right. It was easy. We both were. And again, I don't think I crapped on. Well, I crapped on the Miami one. Um, <laughs> I, did, I, I didn't crap on the Giants one, but I was glad they lost. They, they didn't cover. Because at that point, I'm like, yeah. oh, I won my lock that week. So I was like, all right, I can get back to tide here. And yeah, locking up the Panthers. Yeah. I mean, 26 to nothing. Zero. The rope. That's all the Jags needed. They are That's all they needed it was for me to lock Carolina. Uh, only seven shutouts this season, and I've locked the loser of two of them. Two of them. <laughs> oh, and I went back. Oh. I look back. Week nine, uh-huh. I locked Seattle, who lost in Baltimore 37-3. to mm. What is going on with my locks? I'm terrible. We need, to, we need to add a point differential element to this. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't want to get on points bet. I don't want to get where, where I lose even oh. more the uh, the, the more I'm. No, that's 
that, that that would keep me up at night if I if I was oh. losing even more based on the uh, the amount of of uh, shutout or the amount of points that my lock is giving up. But yeah, that that's my letdown of the week is myself. Like, what the hell am I doing with these locks, man? Ugh. And we got one week left to determine, you know, a, a locks winner. So we could uh, we could go tied, which we've done. I mean, it's you know, we'll see. If we both lose or if we both win, then nobody gets that extra point uh, for Correct. our playoff system. Uh, or I could lose again and you could catch me and run me all the way down and, and earn or that point. Or you could get that extra point. So it's all up for grabs here. Tied at, what, nine? So we're mm-hmm. nine and eight on locks. Ugh. Uh, you, we both did our strugglings, uh, We did. I believe. It just leaves Danielle. Oh, girl, where you at? I always struggle to find her. Just remember, kids, only you can prevent Mm. fires at Tyreek Hill's house (laughs) if you don't play with lighters and burn half of Tyreek Hill's uh, house down. Uh, Mm. I saw that story, and you see the pictures of him outside with the wife, the the, the, the recently married Hill family, um, standing outside of his Married about five minutes ago. Yeah, I know. Standing outside of his burning down house uh, with the giant plumes of flames uh, coming out of it and plumes of smoke. And you come to find out the next day that it was a a child playing with a lighter. And there's no, you know, police already dismissed it. No wrongdoing. But, man, what the fucking. Don't play with fire, kids. If there's any player in the National Football League who would have a child almost burn their house down playing with a lighter, I think Tyreek Hill would be the leader it's in the Cheetah? clubhouse. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That, that would be the least surprising. Um, but no, uh, what the fuck was that? That's uh, that's a good one. Uh, for me, my Danielle, sometimes you watch a team or a guy play, and within three or four snaps, you know this team or person does not belong on the field either. They don't oh. have the talent. They don't have the physicality. They're clearly not prepared. Combination of that, all of the above. Uh, and when you see that, uh, if you're in a betting jurisdiction where it's legal, it's your duty to live bet the shit out of that situation, which I did not do. And I wish I did. But Sunday night, Vikings quarterback decision. OMG. Jared Hall. What the fuck was that? Oh, that was inspired. It was so bad. <laughs> that guy had no business on the field. None. Uh, especially contrasted with Jordan Love, who's getting better and better each game. Uh, and Jaron Hall could not have looked more not ready for prime time as, as the Packers destroy the Vikings. Why would Kevin O'Connell make that call? I, I don't know. What the uh, fuck? It, he looked yeah. awful. By the numbers, five of ten for sixty-seven yards and a pick uh, before before they had seen enough, and that was at halftime. They, they let it get so bad; um, it was uh, twenty-three to three before they finally yanked him. Bro, what? Like you do all that during the week to get him prepared just to go my bad at halftime and put Nick yeah. Mullins back out there. Like and like, what's Mullen supposed to do at twenty three to tree? But what's he supposed to do? Come on, man! And what's even more amazing is you're still fighting for a playoff spot at that point. I mean, the Vikings yeah. are still technically, mathematically not eliminated, but 
they went a long way towards getting to almost mathematically eliminated by losing that game to Green Bay. They needed to beat the Packers to to keep a legitimate shot, you know, uh, to sort of flip-flop with them in the division um, and to get to that eight-win threshold and keep the Packers at seven, sort of where the Packers are now. The Vikings wish they were, and they decided to start Jaron Hall. Like, they obviously didn't like that Nick Mullins just kind of YOLO balls all over the field. Sometimes that's what you need when you have Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison and, and those guys. Just just throw it up and let them go get it. And it, in the second half, they started moving the ball a little bit more. But not enough. Yeah, at that point, like, again, what's he supposed to do? And I don't know what you think Jaron Hall is going to give you over over Nick Mullins. Yeah, Nick Mullins is going to YOLO it and, and keep yeah. both teams in the game. But you already know that. But Jaron Hall is not going to keep any team in the game. He's not going to well, give your team any your chance. Team in the game. No. no. That was uh, – yeah, yeah, so you're wishing you had thrown some, some dough on that, huh? Oh, if I'd have been in my right mind, I'd have, I'd have seen the first three or four plays and been like, oh, shit, i got to slam the Packers live right now because there's yeah. no way the Vikings is, are, are winning this And team. I'm worried about that pick because the Packers are losing their weapons left and right. But – Boy, they get Aaron Jones back at just the right time. And who knew that they'd decide to turn Bo Melton into a superstar? And and then and the Reed kid, you know, just Jayden, making Jayden touchdown Reed catches all, all over the place. Uh, yeah, if you haven't been if you haven't been paying attention much to the Packers, obviously it would look like who's this kid? But no, he's been doing this for them all year. He has been their number one receiver, I would say, this year. Um, and now he's he's banged up too, so they'll just have somebody right. else do it. The <laughs> Dontavian Wicks or <laughs> something. I don't know who it's going to be, but Jordan Jordan Love seems to be. Well, you said it. Uh, he's getting to look pretty good. That is not the same kid uh, from the beginning of the season. He is definitely no. uh, much improved. I mean, I could not imagine. I couldn't believe the off balance throws with accuracy. Right. It's kind of scary. As a Bears fan, it's like, oh, shit, not, not again. No, no, Wait. no, <laughs> please. I've seen this before somewhere. Come on. <laughs> again, another one? Oh. Stab my eye out now with a pencil. Fuck, <laughs> yeah, just, just jumping off the back foot, just chucks it up, strike right into the end zone. Drops it right in the, in the bucket. Like, oh, yeah. fuck. So, yeah, because of that, the Vikings now, uh, they can still clinch a playoff berth. All they need uh, to do is win and the Packers lose uh-huh. and the Seahawks lose uh-huh. and the Bucks and lose. The, and the, yeah. Or the Saints lose. Uh-huh. That's all they it's need. It's not happening. This isn't like that year where I almost willed the Niners into the playoffs. and everything Yeah, they needed happened. about four or five things to happen. And, but yeah, the best they all thing happened. was everything happened, but then the Niners mm-hmm. lost. <laughs> Except for them winning the, the game. Yes. Right. All the other things that needed to happen, and they would have made it in, and then they didn't take care of their own business, and they didn't go to the playoffs. So they they earned that one. <laughs> so watch now. The Packers will lose. The Seahawks will lose. The Bucks will lose. And the Saints will lose. And then the Vikings will lose. <laughs> I don't want to know what happens then. Uh, pandemonium. There's a lot of pandemonium situations this week. The uh, we'll try to win the South. Oh God! Oh gosh! Because <laughs> they would have beaten the Saints. So yeah, what a mess! All right. Well, well, that's uh, 
That's the football party, and now we get to rifle through 16 picks with the coin <laughs> in 53 minutes. With all that time we made up the last few weeks, uh-huh. uh, we got to earn it tonight. Well, we're well practiced in, in doing it very quickly. Uh, we'll try to cover all those scenarios. I'm sure there's some that we'll miss, but they're out there for you to find if you want to find them. Uh, so time for us to up. Oh, are you practicing already with the coin? No, no, I was opening up my oh. bottle. Okay. <laughs> Stuck that sound. Uh, but yeah, it's time I, usually for, uh... about this point in the show is when I switch from alcohol to water. <laughs> All right, well, it's time for us to get the rest of these picks in much less detail. Now let's talk about some games in more detail. And we'll do that after I play the plugs and let you know where you can find our show, assuming it's recording the way it's supposed to. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Not on the radio, but only here on the website, blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or you can follow my Twitter feed, at IMLDDre, when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason's on Twitter, too. His feed is at IMLDJTG. Our show is available as a podcast, where you can get the live show and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over, Come back to the show page and go through our archives, or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps, including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show and the after show, downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address, inmuchlessdetail at gmail.com. You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is inmuchlessdetail.blogspot.com. Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at IMLDDre and at IMLDJTG. This copyrighted broadcast is a production of Jay and Me and is solely performed for our entertainment as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the express written consent of Jay or me is strictly prohibited. Well, we're done with the Thursday games. We still have Saturday action, of course, tomorrow and next couple of weekends for the playoffs. Uh, But as far as Week 18 goes, all 16 games in front of us, no Twitter picks, and all of the crazy scenarios, we'll try to get to them. Uh, But we got the coin ready, we got the last regular season picks ready, and we got our locks ready, and the locks are going to come down to the last game. One of us may go over the other, or we may tie. So with all of that in front of us, let's get started. Week 18 starts tomorrow afternoon as the Steelers visit the Ravens. Pittsburgh 9 and 7, Baltimore 13 and 3. Uh, as Jay mentioned earlier, there should be some rain uh, going on for that game. Uh, we know there's not going to be any Lamar Jackson, Odell Beckham, Zay Flowers, all sitting out for the Ravens, amongst others, I'm sure. Uh, so Snoop Huntley gets to start at quarterback for Baltimore, who has locked up the number one seed in the NFC. The Steelers. 
of course, still trying to uh, find their way in. They are, again, 9-7, and seven, guaranteed a regular uh, season over 500 once again. And Steelers can go to playoff berth if they win um, and the Bills lose uh, or the Jags lose. Uh, so with that, the Steelers, of course, are favored now with all those Baltimore substitutions. Pittsburgh yeah. is minus three at Baltimore. Ah, oh, that changed even from when I made the pick an hour ago. It was, my, it was three and a hook. Uh, so that's moved back to to Pittsburgh a um, little bit here. So we're to Baltimore. But either way, um, yes, Baltimore is resting everybody. But I don't think they're just going to lay down this is their, for their division rival. I don't think they're going to put the red carpet down for Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers to say, oh, come on into the playoffs, guys. Uh, I like that these games the last week are all division rivalry games because we've seen this now happen where you get the teams that they just don't like each other. Baltimore and Pittsburgh don't like each other. Baltimore is just not going to let these guys waltz into the playoffs. We'll see if Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's going to play everybody. They've been playing really well. However, However, I am going with the only Pro Bowl quarterback starting in this game. <laughs> that is Tyler Huntley, and I am taking the Baltimore Ravens uh, to uh, at least cover here against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they make it tough for them. I'm sure they'll they'll give them a fight. Uh, definitely, all these uh, division rivals are uh, not liking each other. Uh, they all have. Matchups at this point uh, from earlier in the season, of course, being division rivals. This one was in week five at Pittsburgh. The Steelers won 17 to 10. Baltimore couldn't stop George Pickens in that one, who got 130 yards and a touchdown from Kenny Smallhands, uh, who is not the quarterback uh, anymore. That was Pittsburgh. like was... one good game that he <laughs> right. had. No, I mean, up until recently, that was the game yeah. for him. Uh, but he's been going crazy lately uh, under Mason Rudolph. And, yeah, that's why. It's not necessarily because Baltimore's sitting everybody, although that plays a big part as well. But it's more so the way the Steelers are playing. Like, the light switch went on. I don't know how or why, but they are inspired. They know what they got to do uh, to get in the playoffs. They got to take out the, the second-string Ravens. And the Ravens are – they're not going to make it easy, but they're making it a lot easier. If they were playing Lamar and everybody, that would be much more difficult. But because they're making it that much easier – only a three-point favorite, and I think they'll beat them by a couple touchdowns. Uh, I'll take the Steelers, and I'll surprise you with my lock of the week. Oh, locking up the Steelers. Sir. All right, let's see. what the It's uh, Heads' favorite, right? Correct. All right, and it is – oh, it's Tails. Oh. Uh, you and uh, you and the coin got the Ravens then. Me and the coin are riding with the Ravens here. I'm going with uh, Snoop Huntley in the weather. Uh, that could be messy. Uh, it could be. Uh, Saturday night uh, will not be messy. It'll be in the Dome in uh, Indy uh, as the Texans visit the Colts. Uh, both nine and seven. Uh, this is uh, winner is in the playoffs, so that's a good uh, matchup to put on Saturday night and isolate it. Um, and a little bit of a bonus, if the Jags choke the next day uh, in Tennessee, then the yeah. winner of Houston Indy would actually win the AFC South, believe it or and, not. And, and get that home game. That's right. Uh, guaranteed to start at uh, 3.30 Central uh, next Saturday. Yes. <laughs> That's the yes. spot. That's right. 
Uh, the Texans still shorthanded in their receiving core. Uh, will not have Noah Brown available with his uh, back injury. Uh, this one uh, was a matchup all the way back in week two. The Colts beat the Texans 31-20 to down in Houston. That feels like six years ago because Anthony Richardson was balling yeah. out for the uh, for the Colts before he got dumplings in that game. Uh, so in this one, of course, it's C.J. Stroud against uh, Gardner Minshew. Uh, Houston, a very slight one-point favorite in Indianapolis. Yeah, so it basically ends up being a pick'em game here. So you go with the the up-and-comer with Stroud, who and, and we talk about growth like we talked about with Jordan Love. Uh, we've seen C.J. Stroud through the year, um, even coming back from injury, comes back and, and looks good. Um what what they're going to be able to do, and he has plenty of weapons uh, against a man. If you look up just meh in the dictionary, that's this indie uh, that's this Indianapolis Colts team. They're really not good at anything, but they're not bad. They're just meh. They're there. So is that going to be good enough with Gardner Minshew and 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 Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, and a, a meh defense uh, to kind of stop? The up and comer is is Stroud going to be a little you know tighten the britches, trying to get his team into the playoffs where we would nobody this would be a shocker right you could I mean, God good God for D'Amico Ryan's and the job that he's doing um, if they can get this Houston team into the playoffs and C.J. Stroud's rookie season uh, this is why the Carolina owner is throwing drinks on people by <laughs> the way um, I'm gonna go so not the Texas. people's fault. I, I still think the Texans are the more talented team offensively, uh, but I would not be surprised if Stroud comes out and lays an egg and they look tight just because he hasn't played in this kind of a moment yet, winner-take-all type game. Uh, although neither has Carter Minshew really played in many of those either. So uh, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to still take Houston and uh, give that point. No, I was uh, wrestling that whole pick out uh, the same way you were uh, all week. Cause it's... This was probably the one I struggled with the most. Right. A lot of inexperience uh, in this spot for, for both teams, obviously yeah. for both brand new coaches. So yeah, good learning spot for D'Amico Ryans and Shane Steichen. They're both uh, going to learn something from this game. I have no idea how it's going to go, but they're both going to get some experience in this test. Uh, it, it's tough. It's a tough thing. They, they're both tough in the trenches. Uh, they both control the line of scrimmage. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to go I, I, with the, Better, I guess, ground attack to me is, is the, the Colts. I think uh, Jonathan Taylor will make the difference um, and pull it through for the Colts uh, at home over Houston. Like you said, they don't have the experience, really neither do the, the Colts. But, um, yeah, uh, the Texans have kind of fallen off a little bit as the season's gone on, so I'm, I'm going to go with the Colts. Yeah, well, it's easy to fall off when C.J. Stroud is gone for three yeah. games. That, 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 does, that does hurt. So what does Coin say? <laughs> Oh, that's right. Hang on. Oh, coin says, go with the favorite. Uh, by by one point, that's the, the Houston point, Texans. That's the Houston Texans. Okay, so Coin's been with me so far. Yeah, you you, you and Coin together uh, tomorrow uh, tomorrow and tomorrow night for those two okay. Saturday games. We'll somehow split those. You know that, right? As long as I get my lock. Uh, no, 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 this... no. You gotta get. I gotta get Baltimore. No. And you can have Indy. Oh, gotta go the other way. All right, on to the Sunday action uh, in the NFC South, Atlanta, New Orleans. Oh, boy. Uh, the <laughs> 79 seven Falcons and the 8-8 uh, eight and eight Saints. Um, if Tampa finds a way to lose, this game is uh, it's for the division. It's for the, uh, for the it, NFC South title. 
it's just insane. <laughs> Crazy. Um, as far as injuries go, uh, Beerman has an ankle. They, they, it's kind of sounded like a game time decision that that Taylor yeah. Heineke might uh, might actually have to miss the game. That, that the Falcons don't want to go to Desmond Ritter they, under any circumstances. They don't want to have to do that. Uh, but on the other side of the Saints, Alvin Kamara also has an ankle, and he's also a game time decision, and and they don't want to have to go to his backup either. Uh, these two played in Week 12 in Atlanta. The Falcons won 24 to 15. Jesse Bates picks six, paces the Falcons' defense, who blanked the Saints on five red zone trips, 0 for five, and touchdowns Damn. in the red zone for the Saints in that game. Uh, can the Atlanta D come through once again for them? They are uh, top out line three point dogs at the Saints. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what, Atlanta. I'm not going to uh, bag on them too much because uh, for that loss, that bad loss in Chicago last week, because I expected that. Uh, I didn't think they were going to go outside and travel north and go up into the cold and perform very well, and they did not. Uh, so I'm not going to use anything from that. I'm throwing that away completely. This is two teams. They don't like each other. We always talk about how they are sort of forever linked. They're always going to have at some point a field goal game and I think this is probably going to be it. Someone's winning this game by a field goal. If that's the case, I'm taking the Falcons and the points because, you know, one side's a push, the other side's a win. I can't lose. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Art Smith coaching referendum game is another uh, situation. Every game seems yeah. to be uh, – does, does Art Smith deserve to be brought back? What, I, I know you're through with him. I think he's done no matter what, but – if he doesn't know he's done, that might help him. <laughs> uh, he certainly doesn't know. He, he's got all the confidence in the world, it seems, uh, every game. Uh, the Falcons have the athletes to take this game. But the point is, they've had the athletes all year to take yes, pretty much have. every game, and they just haven't been able to do it. Uh, they haven't had the quarterback or the coaching or both. Uh, so I, I'll say that they'll find a way to, to blow this one, and, and I'll take the Saints and – Give the three points because a uh, touchdown win covers three. Oh, it's, the coin is with you. Okay, finally. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're really going at it here in week eighteen. Yep, three for three. Uh, Cleveland Cincinnati will be another interesting one because this is yeah. one of the very classic week eighteen spreads because of the all the uh, benchings that are happening. Uh, of course, Cleveland eleven and five. Got the uh, division locked up, so we already know no Miles Garrett, no Joe Flacco, no Amari Cooper. Probably Eli Moore's not going to play. He's dumplings. Right. Um, so everybody's sitting for the Browns. Uh, for Cincinnati, uh, T. Higgins probably should sit with his hammy. Jamar Chase in that bad shoulder is shaky, um, but he's probably going to play. Uh, all the way back at the beginning of the season, week one, Cleveland won 24-3 at home. Deshaun Watson over Joe Burrow. My, how things have changed. Wow. This is definitely not that. This is uh, is it Jeff Driscoll? Jeff Driscoll <laughs> and Jake Browning. Uh-huh. Uh, and because of that, uh, Cleveland is a seven-point underdog at Cincinnati. Which is it's just so wild. But, you know, <laughs> I understand why the spread is so big. Uh, Cleveland isn't going – they have no reason. I, they are locked into their spot. They have no reason to run anybody out there knowing that they're not just – they're not even getting a bye. They're playing next week on the road. So, yeah, you, you need to just wrap all these guys up in bubble wrap and just go set them on the bench, let them sit on the warmers, and let them just stew. 
so yeah, I'm going to take Cincinnati here. I'm not going to take Jeff Driscoll to, <laughs> to keep this game. Comp- I'm sorry. I just, I can't do it. We, you know, is this going to be any better or worse than, than DTR? Uh, no, this is now their fifth starting quarterback uh, this season for the Cleveland Browns. They're going to the playoffs. They've started five quarterbacks this season. It was impressive enough when they did it with four. They did it with four so well, they got the chance to play a fifth and have it not matter. So good for them. I am completely appreciative of what the Browns have done this year in all of the adversity, all the craziness. But this is not going to be their day, and that's perfectly fine because this isn't going to be the Cleveland Browns. This is going to be their JV squad, and Cincinnati is – still at least at home, you know, show up, put on a nice show for the fans, get, get over 500, which is, again, is that's a minor miracle. Uh, the way their season has gone, I'll give the points. Yeah, that team, the Browns, uh, 11 wins and maybe 12, that team. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um, I also am not taking Jeff Driscoll in, in the, uh, in the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I, I will also take the Bengals and give the, the seven. Oh, well, the coin loves it some Jeff Driscoll. Oh, oh Lord. So the coin uh, is on the dog. That, that, that's always the one that scares us when we both have one and the coin is is the opposite yeah. of us. It's, Just circle that for the <laughs> historically, for Jeff Driscoll right now. Yes. Historically, you want to go with the coin there. Um, all right. Hot AFC East action, Jets-Patriots, one of only yeah. two games in which both teams are eliminated. From playoff contention, the six and ten Jets and the four and twelve Patriots, and possibly Bill Belichick's last dance. That's the rumor yep. has been out there for weeks and weeks and weeks that Robert Kraft has already made up his mind to uh, the shit can the goat coach at the end of the season. Um, he'll see Trevor Simeon across the field once again uh, for the Jets at quarterback, um, and they'll see some snow. So this is as, as ugly as it is. It might even be uglier because it's apparently supposed to be snow uh, right. up there in uh, in the Northeast. Uh, in this one, the uh, in week three they play the typical ugly game, and the, the Patriots beat them fifteen to ten in the Meadowlands. Uh, that game, if you remember, Zach Wilson was so bad that Joe Namath said on his radio show yep. that he was done. He's seen enough. <laughs> you know, when Broadway Joe says that he's seen enough of you, you know, in that town, you are basically a dead man walking. You are so. struggling. <laughs> the, the man says definition, <laughs> the epitome of struggling. Struggling. Uh, in this one, the struggling Jets are plus one and a half at the struggling Patriots. I, I gotta go strictly narrative play here. I think Goat Coach rides off into the sunset. If this is his, truly his last game, that team knows it. I think they play for him. They've been playing a little bit better. Of late, not the, the, since the Mac Jones benching, they've done a little bit with Bay, Bailey Zappi. I think that the Jets are hashtag full of quit. I think they're done. So I think uh, they rise up here for Goat Coach. If this uh, if this truly is the end, um, they send them out in style. They get a win here. They cover the number. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't know, but this is another one I struggle. I don't know. I... Why do I feel like the offensive coordinators like break out their craziest stuff for this game and they shockingly get the over in the snow or something like that? This, you know, behind your back and flea flickers and everything else. 
Uh, it's very unlikely, but you know, stranger things have happened. Uh, I'm, I'm going with a better team, uh, which is not the GOAT coaches team. It's the Jets. Uh, they're, they're not better by a whole lot, but, but they are better than the Patriots for sure. So I will, I will go with New York. Okay. And, oh, oh dropped a coin. So it wouldn't be a show if we didn't drop the coin. <laughs> coin says, oh, coins with you and the Jets. All right. Usually when I drop the coin, it like rolls all over the place. That's I got to get up a, and. It's a nice plastic coin. It just hits the yeah. carpet and goes thud. Yeah. That, that, that's the way to go. My coins always seem to fly and go across the room. I have to get up and take the headphones off and go chase it down and all that. So I'm glad you're doing the, the coin duties tonight. Uh, AFC South, Jags, Titans, uh, as we mentioned before, Jacksonville needs to win this game in order to uh, claim the AFC South. Uh, they have been struggling lately, but they put it together last week. Uh, they are nine and seven. Tennessee is out of it at five and eleven. Ter- uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, will try to man up, I'm guessing, and play tomorrow, even though he's got that shoulder that kept him out of last week's game. Um, looks like Christian Kirk wants to return as well, his uh, best target or one of his uh, two best targets, uh, who's been missing the last few weeks of the groin injury. And Zay Jones has a knee, uh, but he looks like he's going to try to play too. I think everyone's going to try to like grit through and man up, even though they're banged up yeah. right now. Um, for Tennessee, uh, one more episode of the Tanny Show as uh, Mayo Boy hurt his ankle last week. So Ryan Tannehill, one more started quarterback for the Titans. Tennessee went to Jacksonville in week 11, got housed 34 to 14. Mayo boy was overmatched in that one. Jags actually led that one 27 to nothing. So it could have been even worse than it was. That was a different Uh, Jags team then. (laughs) uh, Much different, a whole different scenario, but they're trying to get better and get back to it uh, tomorrow. They are, uh, uh, or on Sunday, I should say, Uh, Jags are four point favorites in Tennessee. I love my narrative plays because uh, sometimes in week 18, that's all you got, right? So this is the revenge spot. This is the spot that these two teams were in last year. Mm-hmm. And the Jags ended up winning and then completing the collapse of the Tennessee Titans. Oh, and now who plays each other and one team trying to complete the collapse of the other possibly to the point where they could knock the Jags all the way out of even winning the division. And, yeah, I'm taking the Titans. I'm taking Mike Vrabel. I think they gutted out. Uh, I, I got that cheap cover with the Tanny show a couple of weeks ago against Seattle. I don't think this is just going to be a Jaguars cakewalk. Uh, this isn't the Panthers. Uh, this is another hated division rival. You know, you're in their building, Tennessee, much better team at home. Um, than they are on the road. The Jags, they don't have a home, but that's the Jags for you. Um, you know, can't really take too much off of how they looked last week because they were playing the worst team in football, and it's not even close. Um, so I'm going to take Tennessee here to play the spoiler and cover that number trying to keep the Jags out of the playoffs and returning the favor from last year. Yeah, this is a tough one for me too. Talk about two teams I don't trust at all. Uh, yeah, the Titans, four of their five wins this year uh, at home in Nashville. But the Jags, six of their nine wins outside of Duval, because as you said, they don't have a home field advantage. No, they're better off on the road. As you've always said, yes. Uh, my, my heart wants to see one more classic Vrabel effort uh, from the Titans. Uh, but I don't think the, I don't think they have the fight. I, I think they're they're done. I don't I don't know if Vrabel's getting fired or not, but it feels like the sort of the end of an era. Like Derrick Henry's going to be a free agent. I don't see them bringing him back. Like, 
it feels like the, the whole thing's over. Tannehill's a free agent. Um, so I, I think they, they sort of peter out, and the Jags come and do what they're supposed to do. They, they righted the ship last week. I know that was against the Panthers, but uh, I didn't think they even had that much in them, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I think they're going to take it to the Titans and, and take that game and cover the four. Well, the coin is with you on this one. Okay. And take the division title that they should have had wrapped up while, a long time ago, frankly. That's what I mean. you got to watch out for these games like this, where these teams, they, 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 they sniff that blood. and I, You know that that's the talk, right? You know that's the mm-hmm. that's the material, right? That's what you're pumping up your team with. Hey, these guys knocked us out last year. Let's go return that favor. I mean, that it writes itself, I think. Yeah, if they do that, uh, I wouldn't be surprised necessarily. Uh, on to the NFC North, Minnesota and Detroit. Uh, the Lions have wrapped up, of course, the division. And the 7-9 Vikings somehow uh, are, are still alive mathematically. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they got as many scenarios to make it in as, as uh, I think the Bills have a, m- a million scenarios. And the, the, and the Vikings, uh, yeah, as <laughs> already read, Green Bay, Seattle, Tampa, all have to lose or, or New Orleans. Uh, but they're, they're still there, so you say, and there's a chance. Uh, they go back to Nick Mullins, a quarterback, because uh, they can sneak in if they if a whole bunch of other teams lose. And yeah. they can't go back to, 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 to the Hall kid, because that is not the answer. Um, Lions will not have uh, Jamison Williams, uh, a receiver. He's got an ankle injury. Um, they haven't said they're going to sit a bunch of people, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if they do, because they really don't uh, have anything to play for except seating. Uh, these two teams played a couple weeks ago. Uh, Detroit went to Minnesota, beat them 30-24. to Nick Mullins kept the uh, the Vikings in the game, and then he made some terrible plays at the end, and he kept the Lions yeah. in the game, and that's what he does. Um, and Detroit actually clinched to North in that game. Uh, Lions are still uh, the favorite at home, even though they have nothing to play for. Vikings are plus three and a hook at the Lions. Yeah, this is a weird one to me. I know they're, not, they're playing the most coy of some of the teams because – Will they, won't they is really the theme this week for the Lions because they're still playing for seeding. They would need a lot of help in the afternoon games. They would need both NFC East teams to lose, but you can put the pressure on with a win. Um, I don't think that they, you know, just lay down, uh, get that tune up for the, they're going to be right back at home next week anyways but I still think it's enough for them to tune up. The Vikings, like you said, Nick Mullins is going to keep both teams in the game, and I think there's going to be sections of this game where it looks like this is going to be an easy Vikings cover, and then he could just turn that right around on its head, and that just evaporates, and it evaporates quickly. The Vikings are a a bit of a rudderless ship at that position since Kirk Cousins got hurt, and they had a little bit of a flash from, from Dobbs, a little bit of a flash from Mullins, so... Uh, and nothing from Jaron Hall. So I still think that the you, you say the better team, like you did with New England and uh, the Jets, I still think the better team just wins, and I'll take Detroit here. Uh, they could, they should win, but the problem is how much are they going to try to win and how, many, how long are their guys going to try to play to win before they start getting benched? Um, Lions, don't forget to declare yourself eligible. Don't forget. Don't. <laughs> they should just do that every play. Every play, they should run all 11 guys at the refs, and, and some of them declare, and some of them don't, and they all just kind of stand around and, and look at them. Uh, it, it feels like the kneecap biters maul Minnesota for a half and then sit their starters and let them come back and get a backdoor cover. So I, I hate that hook. 
Uh, I'm going to take uh, the Vikings uh, plus the three and a half. We've uh, only agreed on one game? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's going to be one of those weeks. I, hate, I, I really do hate week 18. We should just stop picking <laughs> week 18. Uh, yeah, uh, coins with you. Okay. Go Vikings. Uh, on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Carolina Panthers. Tampa Bay should have had their division taken care of, but they did not get the job done. So now they have to win this game. Um, or I guess uh, they could tie and the Saints could lose, and that would be another way to, to do it. Uh, okay. Yeah. So just winning in. That's the, that's the easiest way. The Bucks win, and they clinch the NFC South. Uh, the 8-8 eight eight Bucks, the 2-14 and 14, uh, Panthers. Uh, Baker Mayfield is all beat up at this point of the season, but he's going to play with those bad ribs. Uh, no way he's missing this one uh, with a chance to clinch the, the whole thing, of course. Uh, in week 13, Tampa barely won 21 to 18 at home over the uh, Panthers. Yep. Uh, at that point, the uh, Bucks had, you know, one play, their, their only play Baker to, to Mike Evans, go deep. Right. That was, that was the only thing they were doing. I was good enough for the win, but not for the cover. Uh, they, they didn't cover the hook there. Uh, there's a little more than a hook here now. Tampa is minus four and a half at Carolina. Yeah, well, good news for the Bucks. They got their, you know, they got it out of their system last week. They got turnover happy against the Saints. Uh, they're going to play the worst team in football. I don't think the Panthers are going to acquit themselves here for anything. They are toast. I cannot lock up the Bucks, which is a shame that I did it last week because I would have loved to do it here. Uh, I'll take Tampa. I'll give the points. They take care of business. They take care of the business they couldn't take care of last week. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 this would be the time where Carolina decides to break out and have a, you know, another great game, one more great game to end the season or something. Uh, it'll be just my luck. No, I'm, I'm going to concur and take Tampa and give the, the four and a half. The, they, they, the Bucks did uh, stumble last week. Can they recover? Will the Panthers give them any fight? Um, I, I don't. I don't think they will. Uh, but what do I know? I, I definitely don't trust that game. But I'll take Tampa with you. Well, it's okay. The coin is on an underdog streak here. It likes t- uh, Carolina. Oh well, we're, we're screwed. <laughs> Put all your your DFS on Bryce Young tomorrow or on Sunday. Uh, no, I'm not putting a nickel on Bryce Young. <laughs> I don't think I have. I don't think I have all year. Uh, nor should you. Uh, all right, Dallas, Washington in the uh, in the NFC yeah. East is uh, the beginning of our uh, late afternoon slate. Uh, Dallas takes the East with a W, and Washington is in Tank City, so this should be uh, very easy. And it is the biggest spread of the week. No surprise there. Uh, on Thanksgiving, the Cowboys absolutely scalped the uh, potato skins, forty-five to ten. Yeah, uh, that struggling Washington D uh, after canning Jack Del Rio, they offered no resistance. I guess Jack Del Rio wasn't the problem after all. Uh, Washington can't even use the quarterback they want to use in this situation, Jack Brisket, because he hurt himself in practice. So they got to stick with uh, Sam Howell uh, for the entire yeah. season. He's going to wind up starting every game, as it turns out, even though that's not what Chico wants, I'm sure. Uh, Cowboys are minus 13 at the team Manderskins. What I love about these, I mean, we talk. We haven't had a Duran Bland house call in a while, have we? Uh, no, would, no, we haven't. This, this would be the spot. Um, yeah, the Cowboys have everything that the uh, Team Manderskins do not, um, and they need the win. So they're playing for something. 
They're playing against a division opponent. These guys don't like each other, but Washington has no resistance here. Uh, I don't believe that Washington's going to be able to do very much. Even if Dallas only wins by half as much as they won by last time, that still <laughs> covers. Um, uh, yeah, I'll give them all. It's a big number. It's week 18. Crazy shit happens, but this is a team playing for their destiny, their future. Like They control it. They have to just go out there and roll up the team Manderskins. Uh, you know, there's always with the spread this big, the threat of some weird shenanigan in garbage time, but that's what Duran Bland is there for. He's going to take that 20 point lead and make it a 27 point lead when it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, you don't have to look very far for weird shit to happen uh, because just last year, the Cowboys needed a big win in week 18 in Washington and got embarrassed. Oh. <laughs> uh, so is this another classic cowboy flop or is it a classic Sam Howell flop? Uh, Dak was terrible last year. Will he repeat that? I don't think so. I think Dak is, is on a different level this year. He's not going to win the MVP or anything, but he's definitely a different dude this season. He, those losses that they've had against good teams have not been him like completely melting down. Uh, he hasn't been as quite as good as his wins, but he's been dominant in those wins. He's been like incredibly dominant. So, yeah, I think this will be another dominant performance, even though it's not at home. Um, I'll concur with you and give the other uh, 13. Coins on the dog again. Wow. Okay. Washington in the points. Mm. I don't know if I'm just flipping. Maybe I'm just in a rhythm on my flips here. I got to change it up. Flip it a little higher. Uh, it, it is random. That's why it's a coin flip. It could come up 14 tails in a row. You never know. And this is push territory, right? It's 13 point spread, so we could have a. It could be pushy. Very well, might. Uh, in the NFC West, the Rams and the 49ers, San Fran. Uh, number one seed clinch. So no Brock Purdy, no Christian McCaffrey, and what, whatever other decent players they have should sit at some point, even if they do play or start. Um, but the Rams say, uh, hold my beer, watch this. They are locked in at the six or the seven seed, so they've already said no Stafford, no Cooper Cup, no Kyron Williams, no Aaron Donald, just no chance for any of those guys playing. Uh, so basically it's backup versus backup uh, in that situation. Uh, these two played all the way back in week two. Niners came into SoFi and won 30-23. Sean McVay in that one down 10 uh, got a last-second field goal to cover seven oh. and a half. There's no reason for him to have done that except to cover the Oh, I, we had an award You, you remember that. it. Mm-hmm. I remember You're... that because that hurt so bad. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that, was, that was all Niners except for that last field goal. Uh, so we'll see in this one uh, with the backups versus backup bowl, Rams are plus four at the Niners. It's not just backups versus backups. It's Carson Wentz versus Sam Darnold. <laughs> uh, man, I'm just going to go with the team I think has better backups, and that's the San Francisco 49ers. And Sam Darnold, in limited time, looked good in the absence of Brock Purdy um, in that one game that he just kind of got thrown into. Um we kind of gave them a little bit of a spark late. So I was like, at least I've seen something out of him recently. What have we seen from Carson? I want to see some left-handed jump passes out of his own (laughs) end zone. That's what I want to see. Um, That's my lasting image of the great Carson Wentz. Uh, Yeah, I'll go ahead. I'll take the Niners here just on talent. I like, I'll take Jordan Mason and Ronnie Bell all day long. Uh, Eli Mitchell might uh, make an appearance as well. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll take the, I'll, I'll concur. I'll take the, you take the best backups. I'll take the better coaching. I think Kyle Shanahan will, will 
knock off Sean McVay. <laughs> Coin likes the Rams. Yeah, Coin is does. going underdogs like on a roll here. We might Coin's be. Got, Coin's got the middle finger out for both of us this week. This is not good. Yeah. This, this is going to be ugly. I got a feeling. Uh, speaking of ugly, the Philadelphia Eagles, who are playing as ugly as you can get, yeah. uh, and the New York Giants, who are already uh, eliminated and have been playing ugly the entire season. Uh, the Eagles are 11 and five. The Giants five and 11. The Eagles still take the East if the Cowboys manage to lose to Washington again, as they did last year. Yeah. Uh, and Philly uh, beats the Giants. Uh, so they're not all the way out of it yet, but they are uh, slipping uh, very slowly down the slope. Devontae Smith is out with a bad ankle. Darius Slay, the cornerback, is out with a bad knee. Uh, these teams played just a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. Philly won somehow 33-25. to The Giants had no business staying close in that game, but uh, Philly got it together to, to close the game out at least. Uh, so that one they won. They did not cover. Uh, in this one, they have a lot less points to cover. They are only minus five and a half at the G-Men. Yeah, but what sparked the Giants to cover that was the benching of Danny DeVito and Tyrod Taylor being brought into the game, and suddenly they started being able to move the football through the air. Tyrod Taylor, I hate to say, he's a better quarterback than Danny DeVito. He, he, Tyrod Taylor has actually had meaningful wins in this league, which is something Danny DeVito had a couple of, uh, and I wouldn't quite call them meaningful. Um, boy, as, as dysfunctional as the Eagles are right now, I still think that's too much. I think the Giants, these teams, these division games in the last week, these teams love to spoil shit for the other team. I think that Giants at home, in front of the home fans, they've got a team coming in that's down. They just lost to Arizona. Like, they, that was supposed to be the bounce-back spot. Now they're going on the road to play a, a hated division rival. You, you, this can't just be a, hey, we're back, we're the Eagles, we're going to bounce back from this. You know, we could see another 80-yard touchdown pass to, to Darius Slayton or, or Saquon Barkley decides to go off because nobody on the Eagles' defense is doing anything, and now they're missing parts on top of being bad? Yeah, I'll take the Giants. thought I was going to lock that up, but I'm not. <laughs> You you were on a roll there. It definitely yeah. sounded like it. Um, Tyrod wait, uh, awaits once again. He is an actual professional quarterback, and the Philadelphia defense isn't ready on any level. I concur. I will also take the Giants. <laughs> I think they're going to win the game. All right. And, oh, shit. Another underdog? Uh, another, but that's us. That's us. That's, we actually hey. have the underdog this time. There we go. All right. Is that the first one that all three of us are the same? Let me. I think so. Yeah, it is. Sure is. Wow. That locked that Crazy. one up. We should have locked that up. <laughs> yeah, we, we really should. Um, all right. NFC uh North. Yeah. Bears Packers. Here we go. Seven and nine Bears, eight and eight Packers. Packers are still alive. They need this win to make no, it to winning the playoffs. Winning they're in. Yep. They they need this uh, to, to get in. Um and even if they lose, there's other scenarios. Right. Um, but, but yeah, winning they're in, they, that's the easiest way to take care of that. Uh, Bears will, once again, not have Darnell Mooney. He's still embarrassed from fucking up that Hail Mary. I think he's still laying there. <laughs> just, I think, seriously, he's just laying. Was that in Cleveland? Or yeah, he never, got out, he never got off the, the turf in Cleveland. He's still laying yeah, he's there, on, laying uh, there on the ground. 
Uh, for the Packers, they're going to have a whole bunch of guys try to get up and give it a go. Jaden Reed, as you said, has a yeah. chest injury, but he's going to try to play. Christian Watson trying to finally come back from that hammy that had him down for the last couple of weeks. Um, but they will not have uh, running back A.J. Dillon with that bad thumb. Um, these teams played all the way back in week one. And not a good memory for me. Uh, Packers went into Soldier Field, beat them 38-20. to 20. Yeah, That was the that Aaron was my, Jones uh, show. Yeah, that was my failed week one lock, which turned into my letdown oh. of the week because I thought the Bears should yeah. have taken care of Jordan Love, and they did not. The, the Bears Jordan still Love owned by Green Bay. Yeah, and, yeah. and you know, but from since then, they're both better. Both of those teams are better yes, they than are. where they were at that point. So that makes this a compelling game. It is. It's not an easy pick at all. Uh, Bears are the cop-out three-point underdog at the pack. Yeah, boy, Talk about a tough pick. This is another one I kind of struggled with because there's all sorts of ways that this can go. The Packers are beat up, but then you have the Bears who have been playing offensively and defensively trending up. Um, This is sort of the referendum on Justin Fields, right? Every week is a referendum on Justin Fields. Um, there's, there's, There's spots where you see, like, they want the Bears to win, so that the Bears keep Justin Fields. And then there's places where you hear they want him to lose, so they get rid of him, and they draft Caleb Williams, and then they ship him off. And I don't know. I have my thoughts on that whole situation. I think they should keep Fields and trade the number one pick after what they just did to Carolina, and you can just keep making your team better that way. Hard um, Tyson Bajan. I'm not – I'm sorry, but I'm not a Bears fan. I'm looking at this objectively. There are people who are, you know, looking at this not objectively. Uh, we're going to have a completely different opinion. And if they want to start all over again with a brand-new quarterback in that city, and well, okay, go for it. Um, and Jordan Love has been going nuts for the Packers. Uh, you know, 34 touchdowns on the season now total. I think he's the third. That's number three in the league, by the way. Uh, Jordan Love, that guy, uh, hmm. which at, at some stretches during the middle of the season looked completely lost. That offense wasn't going anywhere. And now you've seen him grow with all of these, like, sort of no-name receiver uh, receivers, like Bo Melton, Tucker Craft, Dontavian Wicks, Bo Melton. These zero pro bowlers from the Packers, by the way, and they're winning, they get into the playoffs. So all that being said, two teams trending up, you know, Bears defense has been playing better. They've been running out to big leads and then sort of, like, collapsing late. They didn't collapse against Atlanta, but otherwise, you, you knew you were waiting for it. Uh, <laughs> but but I, I could see a situation like that where they come out, they're hot, they get up, and then they just sort of fizzle away, and then it, it sort of chips away, and the Packers come out with a really, really uh, cheap late win, like they always do against the Bears. But I'll still take the Bears in the points because a push, it doesn't really matter at this point. But I can see the the Bears losing by one or two as well. Packers love these close games. They do. The the Bears love close games. They don't play any blowouts except for last week. Last week, yeah. Uh, But the Bears are feeling so much pressure even though they're eliminated. It's hard to imagine a team feeling more pressure that doesn't have any playoff aspirations. It's one more coach QB referendum game. It's not just Fields; it's the coach as well. Because now they're talking about keeping Eberflus, which I've I've been done with him mm. um, for a long time. Didn't this just happen a few seasons yeah. ago with Nagy, yeah. where mm-hmm. he was toast, and then they got hot, and then they kept oh, him and they regretted it. Yeah, just sure saying. did. So you want them to lose hard? I'm guessing as a Bears <laughs> fan. 
Uh, a part of me, yeah. I mean, it's always hard to watch your team lose, but a part of me does kind of want the. But then again, does that, you know, hurt uh, hurt the uh, the Justin Fields uh, opinion? Because I think he should be a made man. Like I think he's done enough to prove that if you get him a, a coach that doesn't have his head up his ass, that he can actually be very good for your franchise. Yeah, he's earned a shot. I don't think he's earned the bag, but I think he's earned a shot. He should be the starter. I mean, his contract is coming up, so you're going to have to give him the bag no, at I some know. point. I know. Either that or franchise him for fucking yeah. $70 million a year. You don't but want to do that either. he has the bag. I know that. Uh, so there's another referendum on those guys. Uh, there's a lot of heat there. Um, it's, it's a good matchup of QBs who have improved as the season went on. Chicago may not win, but they won't get pounded like the opener, I don't think. I'm still going to take Green Bay and give the three because it feels more like they win by four or five than it does the Bears lose by two or something. Uh, <laughs> but it, it should be interesting. All right. Well, the coin finally has a favorite. It's the Packers. All right. Coins with me on that one. Uh, There's a rare occasion been, where you – We had been agreeing a lot there, and now we've gone back to disagreeing. The rare occasion where you will almost never be alone on Chicago. That's just not something you would ever do. But this is it. This is, you you got the Bears by yourself. I'm bear whispering. Oh oh no no that doesn't work. It's it's a conference. Uh, it's a division I know. game. And it's not prime. And it's not prime time. That's right. All right, Seattle, Arizona, in the uh, NFC West. The uh, Seahawks at eight and eight still have a chance. Uh, they win and Green Bay loses, and that's how Seattle can make the playoffs uh, with the with a nine and eight record. Uh, a lot of defensive injuries for the uh, Seahawks in order for, uh, to pull that off, though. Uh, they did beat the uh, Cardinals in Week Seven, twenty to ten. Josh Dobbs couldn't uh, tweak, uh, couldn't work his magic and, and pull that yeah. out, and neither could Clayton Toon because they had a stupid fake. <laughs> field goal in that game where Clayton oh, Toon threw a three-yard pass on fourth and nine. It's like, what the <sighs> fuck? Uh, that was my WTF of that week. A lot of fun memories in some of these games. Uh, in any event, the uh, Seahawks are a three-point road favorite at the Cardinals. I think Seattle is sort of going all victory auto wreckers car here on us at the end. They are not looking yeah. good. They barely beat Tennessee. Uh, they got beat last week by Pittsburgh in Seattle. And now they get to go play Arizona, who has been playing a lot better. Their record is terrible, but I would say they're trending in all the right directions. That offense has been looking better, James Conner. And this is a team that's so bad, they have no reason to really bench anybody. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take Arizona here to spoil it for the Seahawks. I'm playing a lot of spoiler angles this week. Yeah. Uh, I concur with this one. Kyler and the Cards finishing strong. They should handle the Seahawks, who physically are, are coming apart. So I, I, yeah. I'm with you. And, oh, no. Oh, wait, Arizona's the underdog. Yeah, yes. all of us all right. Arizona Cardinals. Yes, all right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Put that on the board. Uh, in the AFC West, the Broncos and the Raiders. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, Denver at 8-8 eight and, yeah. eight and and the Raiders at 7-9. and nine. Uh, Denver, boy. Um, they need to... Are they, are they still in it? No, no, they're they're eliminated. Yeah. Uh, they this, okay, Wilson when they were still in it, and then they got eliminated. <laughs> and then they got eliminated. Yeah, this is the other game of, of teams that are uh, both eliminated. There's not yes. many of them. There's only two, and this is the second one. Uh, 
Who's playing in this one? Um, Portland Sutton should return from being dumplings uh, to work with Jared Stidham. Um, Josh Jacobs will not play for the Raiders with the quad injury. Uh, these two met in week one. Raiders got the victory 17-16 to at Denver. Russell Wilson uh, looked a lot better, uh, markedly better than he did last season under Nate Ackett, and it still didn't matter. He still, still wasn't won. good enough. Um, this one, uh, another cop-out line, Broncos plus three at the Raiders. I'm going with the team here that seems to actually be playing for their coach. It doesn't hate him, and that's the uh, Las <laughs> Vegas Raiders, the LV Raiders here. I'm taking them. Uh, I don't trust what Denver's doing. Sean Payton has probably set that franchise back with all of his Russell Wilson shenanigans. Uh, oh, shit. Uh, Devontae Adams came out this week fully in support of Antonio Pierce. Uh, I think that team rallies for him. I'm locking up the Raiders this week. Okay, that that did surprise me. I did not, I did not see that one coming. Um, but I can go, uh, Peyton and the Broncos, if they fall to the Raiders, nobody to blame but themselves. Can't blame Russell Wilson. He's, he's on the sideline. Oh uh, no. Tom... Coin wants the Broncos. Oh, oh, well, well, we gave it a good try. Um, all right. Chiefs, uh, speaking of giving it a good try, Chiefs Clippers, uh, KC still giving it a try, but not really. They're not going to play Patrick Mahomes or most of their other starters. Uh, they're locked in at 10 and six. Um, Clippers at five and eleven. Uh, once again, will not have Keenan Allen, but Josh Palmer might try to get out there for one more game. Uh, in Week Seven, KC destroyed the Chargers thirty-one seventeen. That was your favorite game of the year because not only was Tay Tay in the house, but crazy Asian lady, that crazy Chargers fan, was there as well. <laughs> you would have loved that game. That you would have wanted to bomb the stadium oh, with both of those people in it. Man, uh, oh my so, god! Yeah, Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey were the real stars in that game, not those two. Yeah. Um, in this one, Casey is actually plus three and a half at Easton Stick in the Chargers. Yeah, I'm going with the Chargers here. We've seen these Mahomesless games, and they usually kind of go splat for the Chiefs. Uh, they are a completely different team without him holding that thing together. Uh, they have very little at the skill positions, so you need Mahomes to lead that team. I'll just take the Chargers here at home. I don't think Andy Reid and the Chiefs, I don't think they give a shit about this game at all. Uh, they're <laughs> thinking about the playoffs right now. And what the, the fact they actually have to play next week, which they aren't used to, um, doesn't, you know, ring well for them either in this game. I, they're already in wild card, super mega wicked wild card weekend EA sports. Um, I'll take the Chargers here and give the points. I concur. Chiefs are all resting. Chargers should roll. All right, and okay, we're all on the Chargers. All right. All right, the main event, the last game of the season, Sunday Night Football, Buffalo, Miami, yeah. for all the marbles for the AFC East Championship, although the Dolphins can still, uh, are, are locked in, actually. Uh, as they're in the playoffs, yeah. Yeah, they're they're definitely in the playoffs one way or the other. Bills, they they got some work to do if they lose this game. Uh, they're... Tennessee, they're the favorite uh, somehow. Uh, Miami, they're, they're playing everybody. Cheetah will try to catch fire on the field, not off. Uh, Jalen uh, Waddle is iffy, though, with that ankle. He didn't play yeah. last week. He, he's going to try to come back and play. Uh, Buffalo is the favorite, minus two and a half at Miami. Yeah, I, Miami is playing for one thing and one thing only, and that is to just keep the Buffalo Bills out of the playoffs, right? Yeah. That's it. You're in the playoffs, and you're just – this is very similar to Baltimore – but Miami and Baltimore, they're not on the same level, which we saw last week. My only worry for the Bills is 
do they bills all over this game, you know, and just do what they've been doing. They get handed all the prosperity. They win. They're in. They win the division. And then they just go, you know, and just gag the whole thing up, which would be very Bills-like the way this season has gone for them. I'm going to trust the Bills one last time, although I'm very late coming to this pick. I was on Miami all week, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give the points and take the Bills. I understand that. I understand the money going on Buffalo. It sounds good that the Bills finished their big big rally going to Miami. You just got whipped in Baltimore and completing the job. But Buffalo's had four or five weeks to show me that they've put it all together. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. They, they're just not sharp still. They, they almost lost uh, last week. Uh, it, they, they're not the Bills. They're not what they're supposed to be. They won uh, week four over, over Miami 48-20. to 20. Uh, that was a week after Miami hung 70 on Denver. That's what Buffalo could look like. That's when they're playing their best. That's what they are supposed to look like. They haven't looked like that since that game, basically. Um, I'm taking the, the, the Miami Dolphins to knock them off. Uh, I, wow. I, I hate to do that. That's my Super Bowl team. but You might they, be knocking your team out of the playoffs. I might be, but they they don't look like my the, the team that I picked to win the Super Bowl. They just don't. And it's not their fault, you know, completely. The coin agrees with you. Okay. I was on Miami all week, and then I just got this, like, I don't know if that is enough motivation for them to put, especially if there's an injury or, you know, oh, my, you know, it, it's very easy to, to say you're going to be that. This is like the Ravens, where I just think their backups are going to win. This yeah. is how motivated is Miami to keep up that level of intensity. You know, and I know they're playing for the division, which which should be enough, but then they still got the safety blanket. The Bills don't have the safety blanket. They have to play their best game. And they seem right, to have the Dolphins' number. I, I don't know. It's, it's they bet they, they do. You know, at the last, last year they did it to them, um, yeah. you know, and then they knocked them out in the playoffs against the backup. Uh, so we'll see. Well, I just, you know, my field goal covers here. Yeah, I guess. I mean, we, must have, we, we disagreed on probably like, what, nine? It was a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, all of that motivation is, is in Miami's favor to me. Like, they know the Bills have been owning them. They want to break that streak. Uh, they, they want the division championship. They want that home date. They know they're better at home. Uh, it's the primetime game. It's the, the spotlight game, the, the season ender. They've never been in that spot. They want to perform. Uh, and I think Mike McDaniel is a, is a, you know, I think he's on the autism spectrum anyway, but I, I think he's that type of a competitive freak that he wants this game because of all those reasons and because he wants to just win every game. Like, I think he's one of those uh, crazy, crazy people. So, uh, and I think they want to get sharp. I, I, I think they want to sharpen their, 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 that offense that's been uh, very, you know, very good most of the year, but not, you know, not perfect little hit or miss uh, the last month or so. I think they want one more game to, to sharpen themselves up and and put themselves where they think they should be. So I, I think Man, Miami's going to be plenty you, I, I was I was I was with you all week, and then I don't know yeah. if it's just my, my hipster J, Buffalo Bills pride or, or something. Um, yeah, I was on Miami, like, thinking that was going to be, like, the cool pick, you know, and I'm like, well, I don't know. Uh We'll see. I still might even change my mind on this one. <laughs> I don't know. I might. I don't uh, know. Uh, I 
We got two nights. But I, I could Twitter this, you know, I could I, I could Twitter this on Saturday or Sunday and be like, oh, or call you or text you or say something like, nah, it's not working for me. I, I got this bad feeling. So uh, I still have a bad feeling for the Bills. Like they're somehow going to go all this way and be right at the cusp and then lose. That, that would be perfect for this season for the Bills, wouldn't it? It would. We, we flip-flop. I was on Buffalo all week and then decided to, to do Miami. Oh. But... Yeah, I figured you were all over Buffalo on this. I'm one. All, I'm that you had them winning the Super Bowl. Well, I'm you know I'm all for the narrative, and you know the oh, narrative yeah. has been they know for the last month or so they got to play you know their ass off and win every game in order to even have a chance at the playoffs. And here they are, they pulled themselves up to this level, but it's just the way they've done it. And in all those games, I just have not been convinced. You know, outside of that one where they ran all over the Cowboys, um, I've not been convinced that they're at that level that they're, you know, they're playing at that level to finish the job and, and take out the, the Dolphins. I don't think they're playing well enough. It's just that simple. Right. It's particularly project. Like he's got those tendencies still, even, even he knows that his dumbass plays and his arm punts have is what fired Ken Dorsey. And he's still doing it. He's still doing it. They, they don't all get caught, but he's still making those, those, those Yaha plays. Where it's just like, it's just calm. You don't have to yeah. do that all the time. I understand sometimes you want to be the hero. Sometimes you want to make the crazy. But, but he does it way too often. It's, 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 it's in his DNA. It's what he does. And it's who he is. I understand that. And you, you, you have to take that. You have to take the good with the bad with, with players like that. But he just does that too often. Uh, and, and he's going to really cost his team. You know, might it might happen Sunday night. He, he might have the, the game. You know, it might be tied late. And he does one of those stupid Yaha throws. And, yeah, it goes you know to, to the other team, and oh. he's, he's just too erratic for me. Yeah, man, uh, I and also Miami though, no Bradley Chubb, no Xavier Howard. They're beat. Yeah, up. their defense has really been getting uh, hammered. Well, we, with, saw, with those we saw that last week. Fifty-six last week. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then and then you lose Bradley Chubb. That's what I mean. It's like what what does the intestinal fortitude start looking like for them if there's injuries or. Does does Buffalo recognize some weakness and then go heavy on the ground game? Is this a James Cook game? I don't know. It, it, this is why this is the last game. It's clearly the best game on the schedule. It's the game with the most stakes. Um, right. Perfect way to end the season. Hopefully by that point, I'm not just, you know, desperate for a win because I hate Week 18 in general. <laughs> I hate it more than Week 2. <laughs> uh, well, we got uh, – we're different on 8, so if you want to – Okay. Uh, change that Buffalo it pick before be Sunday night. It might be seven. It might be seven <laughs> by the time we get there. But we're already different on two tomorrow night. I mean, hell, I might yeah. just need to agree with you to stop the bleeding at that point. <laughs> I hope so. I hope every, especially the first game. I hope everything goes well uh, very early for me with with, with my lock. Yeah, because that puts the pressure on me with the with the Raiders. I know that I, I knew my lock was. You were going to be a million yeah. miles away from my lock. I did not see that coming. Uh, but I, I, never, I'm, I never see it coming if you lock the Raiders. That's for sure. I, I'm anti-Denver at this point. Yeah. They, I, I know they won with Jared, but they, come on, who who they beat with the Tartars? Yeah, at, in yeah. Denver they, they beat Eastern Stick. Congratulations. Yeah, 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 yay! <laughs> <laughs> Good job, guys. Right. No, I actually. No, I'm with the, the, Yeah, I think the Raiders are they're playing for Ant, 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 and Antonio Pierce. They want him to get the full time gig. And they're clearly a different team since he took over. I mean, he's... Yes, they almost... I mean, if the Chiefs had continued falling on their face, the door was open for them. Uh-huh, yeah. 
incredible. Uh, it's been a crazy season with a with a lot of different twists and turns, and a lot of teams going directions that we did not see coming. And uh, I, I'm really interested in the playoffs starting because this is more teams uh, in the playoffs that have you know glaring weaknesses and holes and they're not playing very well than I can remember in a long time. Like if the Jaguars make it and the Eagles and the Chiefs. Uh, like these are all teams that I don't know if they're, they're going to survive a opening weekend because they all no, have I mean, fatal, could... <laughs> fatal flaws. I, yeah, I was about to say. And the Bills. I don't want to. I don't want to call anything, but we, yeah, we could have a bloodbath wild card weekend. Yeah, um, where you really actually crazy. have where you have teams that are wild card teams, uh, more so in the AS the NSC. But I don't mean, but Tampa's not. I mean, Tampa is playing. Uh, Philly or Dallas at this, you know, um, they probably want Philly, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the Rams, I mean, if you've got a potential matchup right now of uh, Rams lions, I mean, that's fun. I, I just think that's a fun matchup, you know, Sean McVay and then, you know, ankle biters. There's some fun matchups. Um, and obviously Stafford going back to Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, taking taking that offense with Kyron Williams. Oh man, that could be that could be a fun game. And Detroit hosting a home game for the first time in thirty years. Um, yeah, Cleveland. Joe Flacco's going somewhere right now. It's the AFC. I mean, it looks like it's going to be Cleveland at the AFC South winner. Um, that could be a bloodbath. Yeah, that's wild, right? I mean, yeah, you could have mm-hmm. Cleveland at any one of Jacksonville, Houston, or Indy. <laughs> Here's one off the board that uh, might be a shocker. How about if the Cowboys uh, and the two seed uh, survive and yeah. looking as great as they've looked at home and then wind up having to host a, a red-hot Jordan Love and the Packers? I that, that could be a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's going to be a huge number. I mean, that's probably an eight-point spread. So there's there's so? some yeah, yeah I think so I think so yeah, yeah Jordan Love first time all the injury yeah I think that's all the Cowboys yeah it's, it's the cow eight. yeah it's the Cowboys giving, I, I didn't think about that giving, I'm telling you right now they're giving like eight eight and a half at least yeah, I know I right. think it opens there maybe it, you know it might ju- juice down for the because it's also the Packers the other other America's team um, no I think the Cowboys will do flooded I think they might push it to double digits before the kickoff yeah no I think I think you're right. Uh, but that that's that's a sneaky spot. So we'll see. I mean, but first of all, first they have to take care of business and beat the Bears, um, right? Because they they lose to the Bears, uh, could be, but yeah, it could be Seattle, it could be New Orleans, it could be Minnesota, it could be Atlanta. It, it yeah, I'm be. not. That's why I think that might be a, a surprise uh, upset because I'm not looking at anyone else in the seventh seed and thinking that they're going to go into Dallas and win. But the Packers. I, some reason I think that might be the one. I just just wondering, just just kind of thinking that, out loud. You know what makes sense for that? I get what you're saying. I live here, so I see more of this team. But they're like the too dumb to know any better team right now. Right. You don't like want to play them because they don't know anything. Right. Going into that spot, they'd be just. You know, I mean, obviously Matt Lafleur's coached in the playoffs, but most of the rest of that team, especially your your like your skill players. But they're all new. They don't know any better. They're just going to go out and, and they're going to play. Uh, but I think they need to get some. They need to get healthy. 
Uh, that's a completely different team if they can be doing what they're doing and throw Christian Watson back into the mix and get Musgrave back. I mean, but the positive side of all those guys being out is all these other guys have stepped up. And that would be uh, one of those deals where they're too dumb to, to know any better. That would be, you know, Romeo Dobbs would decide that day to go for 150 and two TDs, you know? Right. Or Just Jane because. Reed or, yeah, somebody. Yeah. yeah. No, I get well, it. That, that's why I, Seattle, like New Orleans, game. none of them scare me in that in that seven. Oh, no, no. Saints, Saints are going down there and getting destroyed. Uh, yeah. Seattle. Seattle's been, they are, there's teams that you They're, don't want. Yeah, there's teams I don't want to get in just because I know they're an automatic out, and they're one of them. They're the victory auto records. They're just kind of just piece by piece getting in uh, in the the last second. I didn't call them that, or did I call somebody else that? You might have called them that. It's it's a long show. Yeah, I think I called them that victory auto records card, because that's what it looked like for them. Yeah, because they they, they, they let your boy – they got the cheap cover for me in Tanny. Um, Yeah. And then they, uh, yeah, and then they look really bad losing to Pittsburgh. So yeah, it's. Uh, I knew I heard it somewhere. Yeah, I think I was me talking about Seattle because they have been uh, wildly disappointing uh, the last mm-hmm. few weeks. Uh, and and that's coming off of finding some W's where you wouldn't necessarily think, you know, with Drew Locke and right. all that. Oh, that that last second. What was that? The Philly one. Uh, was it Philly? Oh, yeah, because they toasted James Bradbury up and yeah, down the James field. James Bradbury dog-walked him. Oh, we had our words for that. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was bad. See, I'm pretty sure. Hang on, let me go back. I think he got my – uh, James Bradbury struggling. gets cooked on fire. Yes, that's struggling. Uh-huh. Yeah, I wrote right here, James Bradbury gets cooked, and I've capitalized cooked on, on final <laughs> drive. Struggling. Yep, I remember but yeah, for the oh. first time ever, I think I gave. I don't. know. We've been doing this what two years now, given the awards. It feels like longer, but yeah. I think this is the first time I've ever given best of the week to the same one to the same thing back to back. It just says week seventeen and week eighteen. I just wrote that's so Ravens, <laughs> except for eight, week eighteen. That's not so Ravens. I wrote that's so Ravens again. <laughs> But that would be so Raven to look like that and then get in the uh, in the division round and get cooked at home. That would be so Raven. Oh, that would be so Ravens. Yeah, oh God, like that 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 uh, San Diego. They were still in San Diego back then. The Chargers yeah. came in there, and Lamar Jackson. I mean, it was Looks so like bad. Remember, they wanted no to bench. Idea they wanted Flacco doing. to come in there in the fourth quarter right. because uh, I think yeah, that was still no Philip Rivers limping around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yep, I remember yeah, that Lamar game. Jackson, it was ugly. Quarter. Yeah, it was, and then, then in the fourth quarter, he did some DAC time, but it was <laughs> way too little, way too late. Right. So that's that's always out there when you talk about the Ravens. We respect them, but at the same time, we know don't don't ever trust them fully until they prove. Well, it's, you know. right. This is any of these. You heard this from all of these players, all of the big quarterbacks who started off their careers and had early playoff struggles right that's why I made a point to say the difference for me with Lamar Jackson this year is that he looks good late mm-hmm. and, and and it wasn't his you know the the first it wasn't his September where he threw 17 touchdowns and had two picks and then he does uh, that he does the victory auto records you know? <laughs> no they I mean what he did last week 
uh, yeah, everybody was talking. All the talking heads, all the socials were, well, he's the MVP. Yeah, okay. In a season where there's been all this, it's been very nebulous about who's going to be the MVP. There hasn't been like that clear-cut guy. And then he goes through the, the run late that he just went through against San Fran and Miami. Sure, why not? Give it to him. Well, that's why I think the MVP discussion stuff is so uh, useless and, and sort of right. arbitrary because what if the Ravens defense comes back on those games and gives up those great games and goes leads that Lamar uh, got? Would he still be the MVP or not? Because thank goodness the defense held together for him when he got those those big plays and put those big games together. Yeah, But it's just because the defense held up is why you're saying Lamar's the MVP. No other reason. Well, it's hard to have your defense you know, shit the bed when you give up fifty when you score fifty six. Okay, in that one, yeah, but the, the yeah. San Francisco game, they you know thirty four. You that we've we've seen them give up thirty five in, in situations oh, yeah. like that. So it's 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 only a function of the uh, of the of the defense holding up is, is why they because I I was going to bring that up uh, during the show but I decided not to but. The rush to everyone uh, for Lamar for MVP after those two games is like, okay, where was that a couple weeks ago? Cause it's because they just... were so under the radar. Yeah. People just woke up to this like, oh, okay, yeah, you beat the Niners. Okay, you got our attention. And then they go and they do that to the Dolphins. They're like, oh, well, right. I get it now. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, two great wins, of course. I can't, you know, I'm not taking anything away from that. But – you know, what happened to the you know the, the the half season that Tua had? What happened to the three yeah. quarters of a season that Purdy had? Just oh, throw all of that Gaffrey away because of these two wins. Tyreek Hill. That this is why we do our award differently. Uh, we right. don't just go to the most recent chalk, you know, and say who the most valuable player is. Yeah, I don't know who my shit's gonna be. Probably won't be Lamar because he's been really good all year, but he hasn't really made me go, oh, he's yeah. the shit. You know, I mean. They, they played the Niners and the Dolphins, two of the best teams in the league, and they scored 89 points in two games. That's pretty good. That's that's great. But, but that's again, why we it's... give them weekly awards. We're not giving away mm-hmm. MVPs. <laughs> not <No>. yet. <laughs> and and they the re, again, the reason that they're talking Lamar for MVP is because the defense held those two unbelievable offenses down. That's yeah. why they won those games, not just because of Lamar. It wasn't uh, again, it's always a team effort, and it just kind of right. got lost with, with all the MVP discussion. That, that's all. Yeah, the I'm defense saying. made the plays, and then yeah. that offense just kept rolling and rolling and rolling and <laughs> rolling some more. Yeah. <sighs> Boy, it's it's late. Uh, that it is. It's hey! A, oh, past midnight. Wow. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. Yep. It's my birthday. <laughs> Oh, happy birthday! You 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 joined the the forty eight club now. Oh yes, yes I did. So, my daughter said she was going to set her alarm for twelve oh one and get up and come. And, <laughs> she said she was going to come wake me up at midnight to wish me happy birthday. I said uh, Trini, I'll, I'm still going to be up. Yeah. I said what? I, yeah, I have a show tonight. Oh, well then it can wait till morning. Okay, thanks. <laughs> she would have been much happier getting me up out of bed. Of course, disturbing your so, sleep. <laughs> right. Well, now it's like I'm still awake, so now I am going to go to bed so I can get up in the you know. Took I'm the off fun tomorrow. Away. I'm off tomorrow. I'm off on Sunday. I'm, I'm, I had a chance to go to the game on Sunday, um, but I opted out. 
because I want to be able to watch the games um, instead of being at the game. Sure. Is your wife going? Did I see that? She is. She's going. She's uh, she's going with uh, my my brother-in-law. He's okay. like Mr. Packers. So, ah. and it's he nice. to go for free. So even better. That's the the best price of all. Uh, and it's not going to be uh, crazy. It's not going to be you know ten degrees and, and no, snowing 30, and all that. Thirty-five, thirty-five, yeah. which is uh, very manageable for a game at Lambo. I've been to some December and. Uh, games at Lambeau where it's, you know, like eight degrees and snowing. Mm. Nope. 35, mm. not nothing bad at all. Nice weather. I'm hoping they win by, by two or three or one. Uh, <laughs> I do think that they're the most compelling of that jumble that could be looking the, the most fun. I think that we would have if they made it in where the other teams are just like, yeah, I don't care. Like you said, the most uh, uh, we don't give a fuck type team. Like they just uh, they're gonna walk into wherever they go and be like, yeah, we here, we we gonna do what we do because we're the right, Packers. It's just and... experience for them at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, even just, being just in this game yeah. tomorrow is experience for them, and you know, and and, and clearly love should be their guy because that's the other thing. You know, we talk about fields with what they talk about. There's been that talk because uh, feel uh, love is going into his fifth year option. Uh huh. And there's all that, you know, a lot of detractors that always trash, always terrible in practice. I'm not hearing so much of that anymore. I think he's fairly solidified now as, oh, okay, yeah, he can be our our future quarterback. It would be real hard to throw him away at this point and start over for them. It'd be really hard. No, and somebody would scoop him up in a heartbeat. Right. as, as opposed to Chicago, which almost feels like they want to throw fields away and start over. Like, because it's in the DNA. And and some of the talking heads that don't have any Chicago, you know, uh, bias uh, are bringing up, and, it, and this is a point that, unfortunately, you have to consider as well. Does uh, Do the Bears and does Virginia McCaskey want to give fields to the, the bag, as you already talked about, or do they want to start over with a rookie? Uh, no matter how bad the rookie might be, how much worse, Correct. at least he's he's getting rookie money, as opposed to getting right. Fields, you know, veteran money. So there's right. always there's that draft. part of it. I get the part that says you can draft the quarterback at one, you can trade Fields, right, and get something for him and make him be the financial burden on some other team. Please send Atlanta. I I, I would love to have him in Atlanta. I, I, I know you would. I don't. I'm just. I don't want to do that because I guess I'm afraid of Caleb Williams or Drake May not being as good as, as Fields. What's the whole thing? Is right. It's the devil you know, right? Versus the devil you don't. And at least with Justin Fields, you know what you've got, which is a guy who has had a crap offensive line, some really awful defenses. Those things all seem to be getting a little bit better. You got him. You went and you got him, DJ Moore. I was about to say, and no weapons until you got DJ Moore. Right. The running game is meh, right? Um, but you go and you get, you know, go get a Marvin Harrison or, or a top-tier wide receiver or one of those guys. Trade that number one pick. You're still picking, although if they win tomorrow, they could be picking somewhere in the 12-13 range. But still, you can trade that number one and get a haul, just like you did against with Carolina. You're allowed to pick good players at 12-13, and 13, by the way. Uh, yes, there are still plenty of good players available at 12 and 13. That's what I've heard, Chicago, anyways. Chicago doesn't know that because they can't do it, but they are there. 
Right. Oh, Kevin White, right? Oh, good Lord. No, he was like seven, I think. No, no and... yeah, he was seven or eight. He was way too high. Oh, my God, he was so bad. I remember how mad you were when they made that pick. Oh, I I knew oh. I knew he was nothing. Oh. Don't so, give me don't give me. We'll have a up. whole we'll have a whole off season to talk about that up to the draft because uh, yeah, that's always fun when we get to draft time because that's when this is all going to shake out. Yep, I was looking at my uh, draft aftermath notes and and I it, I was so busy this week I never got a chance to actually sit down and look at them, but I I, I do want to sit down and look at them and sort of look back and see which rookies, you know, uh, that we thought would make an impact and which ones actually did. Like, I, I kind of thought C.J. Stroud was going to be better than all the other quarterbacks. I didn't know it was going to be this. I'm, I'm not going to even lie and say I thought he was going to be this. Yeah. Uh, but but I, I had a feeling. And, and I even remember I... being interviewed uh, in, in one of those other scouting jobs that I was trying to get in the uh, over the summer. And one of the questions was, who do you think out of – who do you like out of the, of, of the past draft? That just happened. The draft had just happened at that point, like a few weeks before. Oh, sure. And I didn't see that question coming. So, it, you know, it really was, you know, an organic, you know, off the top of my head answer. And the, the first name out of my mouth was C.J. Stroud. Yeah. yeah I, I remember like, having I, a show uh, with Renard years ago when Lamar Jackson got drafted. And we were talking about the draft class, like a season preview almost or type thing and I remember yeah. calling him out and saying I thought he would be the guy out of that group yeah I remember um, that you know so I'll pat myself I was uh I, I like Lamar <laughs> Jackson before it was cool um <laughs> hipster J strikes back <laughs> uh you you weren't completely alone you might have been the alone amongst amongst this group of people uh yeah. but yeah a lot of people like Lamar uh, out of Louisville so Right, but he was picked, what was he, 32? Right, he was like the last pick in the first round. Yeah, he was like way late, and there were other mm-hmm. quarterbacks, and I remember we had that discussion, and I was just like, uh, you know. Wasn't that, wasn't that the Zach Wilson, Mac Jones uh, that, group and all of them? Oh, I'd have, we'd have to go back and, and, and pluck out which draft that was, or was that the Carson Wentz-Jared Goff draft? Oh, wow. Uh, whatever it was, he was like around the... For a while. He was like the fifth quarterback in that round. That, that's that part right. I remember. Yeah, he was. And the guys ahead of him were not good. No, for the most not part. Lamar Jackson. Not at this point. So who may be a two-time MVP at least by the league's consideration. Uh, that'd be that'd be incredible. Uh, the that that I definitely didn't have, and and neither did you. You did not have two-time MVP Lamar Jackson when you when you said that. Uh, no, I just like this. Uh, I like this. Like his his tape and his skills, you know, coming you know, coming out of Louisville. He, but yeah, he progressed. He was the guy who started, you know, he every his first year, and then right every year he kind of got a little better, and you know, he sort of plateaued there for a while, and he dealt with injuries, and now he seems to be you know on that bad coaching upward trajectory again. Yes, bad coaching. <laughs> uh, well, I, I'll let you go. Um, all right, yeah, we we got um, we we did it. We got a whole show. We, the 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 website actually worked. Oh, um, they yeah they sent the email finally. They re- responded and they basically just apologized for all the connection issues and said that uh, our next billing will be uh, will not be February first. It'll be March first. So see, we, we, I I told you to ask for something for free, and it's amazing, it worked. I I would have never thought it, but you you did it. You suggested it, and and you you got us a free month. So good good job right. out of you. Yeah. Hey. Well, I mean, 
basically three weeks of that in a row. Right. Just torture. Right. Absolute Couldn't torture. Do the shows. I mean, I'm get. I'm. 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 I'm jumping out of bed. <laughs> hey, I connected. <laughs> Run I downstairs. That, I, I mean, I called in a breakfast on the show last <laughs> week. Right. Because we were doing the show, you know, with me up against the clock because I had to get in the shower to go to work, but I still was able. It was like, okay, we're doing. We're accommodating them. They were not accommodating us. Why are we paying them? Yes, we were paying for the privilege of, of fitting when the site decides to work into our schedule. Right. Yeah, but that, tonight, that's not good. solid as a rock, so hopefully their engineers, uh, their, their crack staff, got it all figured out, and we'll enjoy our free month. Thank you, Blog Talk Radio. I don't know why it took them so long to, to do it. Like Everybody was off to, for Christmas and New Year's. Everybody is what it felt like. Maybe that's what it was. IT took uh, off. IT was on break. Seriously. But yeah, everything uh, all good tonight. So, week eighteen set up, and it, it's going to be crazy. We we our picks were kind of crazy, and it reflects uh, how crazy this week is is going to be with some of these teams sitting everybody and some other teams uh, not sitting. And and every game basically uh, has something on the line except for like two of them. It, it, it's, right. it's incredible. And all I all all I hope for is just a split. I just don't want to give back everything <laughs> I've gained. You know. Be- in week 18, because it's like the week that doesn't matter. And I hate it when week 18s, you're taking, you're you're digging a grave in week 18 with games where that's why we flip against a coin. That's why it's a coin flip. That's exactly why. All right. Uh, But the way way I've been picking, uh, uh, I wouldn't worry if I were you. What? (laughs) So the way I've been picking, I wouldn't worry if I were you. No, no, don't say that. Because all it takes is this weird shit to happen. So I'd be very happy going five and three. It's, I, I I don't want to get greedy. I'll, I would be perfectly happy going into the playoffs down three because that's nothing <laughs> in the points. No, it, it, it's coming up on tomorrow and Sunday. We we will see how it all shakes down. So yes, happy yeah, we, new year to to you and your family. Uh, same to you. Yeah, three thirty tomorrow. I'll have, we'll be at dinner at four thirty. Uh, so I will not see most of that first game, but. I'm sure I'll be uh, sneaking peeks at my phone. <laughs> yep, it's the last, finally, the last weekend of the of the regular season. It took forever to get, again, the longest season of the year, tied with last year for the longest season yeah. uh, uh, in history, and it feels like it. And then playoffs right around the corner next week. So it's it's that time of the year. All right, we are different on eight. We'll see how all of that shakes out. All right, he is Jay, I am Dre. We actually got to do a show at the time that we intended to do it. And that's a good thing for everybody. This has been in much less detail the podcast. Thank you all for listening. And come back next uh, Friday. Wait, what's next Friday? Uh, Friday, right? Right. Wild card um, weekend. I, uh, my wife's birthday is uh, a week after yours, of course. So oh. I was trying to figure out, uh, are we doing her dinner uh, next Friday or Saturday? I think we're doing it Saturday. So I, I should be good for Friday. Should be. Okay. Yeah, because we've got Super Mega Wicked Wild Card Weekend Yay Sports. Uh, yes. Next Saturday with three games each day. Or right. three games. No, three games, games Saturday, two and Sunday, and one Monday night. Dev. A Monday night game, yeah. So it's, it's wow. That's, that's the new thing they've been doing. So Yeah. 
see how that all shakes out. All right, everybody, uh, we will talk to you again or intend to talk to you Friday night to get ready for the playoffs. Everybody enjoy the last weekend of the regular season. And we will talk to you next Friday night. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.